Professional welder Shayna Ford used VR training developed by ForgeFX to hone her skills as a welder. The more time that you spend practicing it, that's what separates a good welder from a great welder. VR training can help students like Shayna repeatedly practice specific skills. Virtual reality definitely helps because the more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Explore more stories like Shayna's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Almost all of Evil Dead is a comedy except the new shit, which is why I have a problem where I'm just like, just call it somebody else. I want to see it. I just don't want it to be an Evil Dead movie. Just call it a different movie. Yeah. Welcome to my Star Wars sequels. I know. (laughs) (laughs) I do appreciate that this movie... Not only was it like a Patreonicals episode, it also featured a character with telekinesis. And I was like, here for it. Thank you for tuning into Horror Virgin. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin, Todd, which means I don't like scary movies, but you guys make me watch them. But this week, we have a very special guest. Be- oh, it's Friday the 13th. Why am Try I doing the regular intro yeah. on Friday the 13th? Guys, it's Friday the 13th. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why you feel like you need to tell people why we watched what we watched. If we hadn't watched it, we would have gotten emails. Exactly. <laughs> like, like we did last time. <laughs> people want Jonathan on this podcast. <laughs> well, I was about to say, I was about to say we have a guest joining us, but like, I feel like if we're doing Friday the 13th, it's not really a guest. You guys know it's Jonathan. Jonathan's going to be here. And you know, he has repeatedly said he will not guest <laughs> on this podcast unless it's Friday the 13th. Yeah, I've said that so many. That's we all I ever say. begged him they to come on They ask me every week ones. if I will be on. I'm like, no. <laughs> I'm not talking about Leprechaun in the Hood. No entrance. Oh, no. It was on TV the other day, and I, want, I was like, I forgot how many people get killed with bongs in this movie. I would be on as much as you guys wanted me. But no, I thank you for it. I love talking about the Friday the 13th movies. So. <laughs> Especially now that they're into the crazy ones oh and this movie is insane page what are you talking about this is the most accurate representation of mental health treatment that's ever been <laughs> i thought that was part five <laughs> yeah, yeah. i forgot how bad part five oh. was the, you know part five aka the best movie of the 80s according to <laughs> yeah. mikey yeah according to mikey. it still is i can argue six because like since we watched six last time It has been on TV. I have Mm -hmm. willingly just watched it on my own a bunch. I was like, I think six might be my favorite. Six is great. Oh, it's the best Friday the 13th. It's like, it feels the most like a movie. I will stand by that Friday the 13th is my favorite 80s horror franchise. Like, like Oh, see, I still, I edge it to Nightmare, but I do love me some Friday the 13th. I had a good time today. It might be mine too, Mikey, because it's like, there's not one entry as good as the first Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. But it is so consistently what it is. Yes. Like, it's just. It knows what it is. Yeah. It goes for it. And they're like, this time, psychic lady, go for it. Like the bad Nightmare on Elm Street movies are boring. Like they're yes. really hard to watch. Whereas the bad Friday the 13th films sometimes are more fun to watch than the good ones. So. Yeah. And he doesn't have an MO or anything. He just like wakes up. He's like, I'll just murder the first 15 to 30 people that yeah. I can find. <laughs> He's he stocked all these weapons in the woods too for whenever he gets risen from the water. He was ready to go. Jonathan, yeah. he is just trying to garden, you know, and like really landscape that crystal lake there because it's really fallen in disarray. 
Do we know what that saw thing is? Do we know what that is? I think it's like a like a industrial strength weed whacker or whatever. Yeah, it's it's a weed whacker with a saw blade attached to it. And when <laughs> I raised alarm about this in my living room earlier today, it was just like, what the fuck? Is that just a weed whacker with a saw blade? <laughs> my husband was like, you got to clear brush sometimes. It's a type of weed whacker, but it's like a brush clearer. So it's like thicker weed. Yeah, that's, that's what Jake yeah. said. And he's like, it's not OSHA approved, but like sometimes you just got to attach saw blades to stuff. And I was like, that's terrifying. If I saw my neighbor with that, I'm moving. I'm yeah, just like, yeah absolutely. 100%. And you can tell in this movie, it's very dangerous because in the scene where he's chasing <laughs> after him, he's like not anywhere close to anybody except for the camera, right? And then instead of using it on him as he catches him, he puts it down to his side and just punches him so he can <laughs> land on the ground and Whoa. they can two shot it so it's never yeah. actually close to somebody. So he just like clears the brush on his chest. <laughs> <laughs> Freddy's the more vocal, but I really think. Jason enjoys killing more than any other of these <laughs> iconic characters because he will just like put down a weapon and be like I just want to punch this guy really fucking hard <laughs> <laughs> through his back yeah through his back <laughs> he punches through a guy in this movie I know this movie also has my favorite Friday the 13th kill of all time oh well, really uh, tied for first a lot of people's favorites in this yeah a lot of people's favorite and it is the sleeping bag kill it is hilarious oh my god Paige I was <laughs> laying in bed watching this movie and I got up and stood up when that happened I was like <laughs> what is happening it was amazing the, the only the only one that might be better than that is in Jason X is the one in space, yeah, right? Yeah, where they, they freeze the person's head. Yeah, with the dry ice. and the, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've never seen that, but that was also Clint's favorite kill, if you guys are a completionist and have heard the earlier episode. <laughs> if you're a completionist. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's a great one, but Sleeping Bag gets me every, so, every it was time so because funny. the foley on it is amazing, too. I think Jason is such a wasted franchise modern day. Like, you could put it in any situation. You could just drop Jason in any situation. It would yeah, make you a could, great like, film. drop him into New York or really just like a cruise ship. <laughs> like the next one. No, 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 no. Think like Ukraine. Oh, oh my Ukraine? God. Yeah. Fighting on the side of Ukraine? No, I'm here just, for that. No, just wandering around the Ukraine woods, punching people through <laughs> the chest. Doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. Jason holds no political allegiances, so yeah. he's just killing anybody. <laughs> think about a Ukraine drone dropping a grenade on Jason and then coming to, <laughs> still coming. You just see like in the drone footage, like an explosion Explosion and out of the explosion, you see his machete like shooting towards the camera. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, velociraptors would not make good what? weapons anymore. But you could clone Jason. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. Uh -huh. Now we're back to Mikey's favorite cloning. It makes more sense than Jurassic Park. This man is correct. Absolutely. Well, that, I don't know. Neither one are good ideas, but. I'm here for kind of like what Prey did, where the predator killed all those French trappers. Yes. Like the predator has his own agenda, but sometimes he's on the right side of history. I'd be here for a Jason version of that, where he's our unlikely hero. Where like we dropped him in a concentration camp and now all the Nazis are dead. Like something like that. Yeah, that sounds great. Jason yeah. versus the Nazis. That's a film I'm here for. I am oh here God. for Jason versus Nazis. Modern day Nazis? Like, drop Jason in a white supremacist compound? Let's do this shit. Yeah, just drop him into Santee, California? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> Picture Jason, and this is 
timely. Camera pans out. It's January 6th. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> As he marches through murdering people in the Capitol. Doesn't matter their affiliation. It's like he's fighting Secret Service. He's fighting like Brian. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here's Here's what's terrible. It is... January 5th right now. We're on the eve of the second anniversary. But seriously, Jason's conservative though, right? I mean... Oh, yeah. I feel like with his build and lack of communication skills, yes. (laughs) Well, he hates sex ed, for sure. He hates sex ed. He came into his prime during the Reagan era. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's always killing teens because they don't want to work. And Swamp Jason is one of my favorite Jasons. Like Zombie Swamp Jason, which is basically what we are. I'm sorry. I, I really love and Paige you didn't say this but like <laughs> Boomer Jason like that made my day when you said hey they didn't rescue him from the lake because they didn't want to fucking work they were supposed to be lifeguards that's yeah. how amazing this character is you can think of the most awful things that have happened in modern lately <laughs> drop him in and, and it's hilarious oh Jason in the LA riots a hundred percent Paige like bring it on <laughs> I do oh want to see Jason versus democracy. Like that to me would be funny. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see that. You know, Jason's walking up towards the Capitol. No one's going to end up happy. <laughs> There's some great Friday the 13th fan films, but no one has taken that route where it's basically Jason is the purge. But I would watch that. <laughs> Let me see if I can get us access to the Capitol. I know a guy. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> then we'll get called into the hearings and they'll be like, when you were making your uh, documentary? <laughs> When you were making Jason versus democracy. Democracy? This is a January 6th documentary. That's what we're doing. Excuse us. Friday the 13th, part 1776. Well, think about it. What? Okay, picture this. It's a cocaine farm. It's in Colombia. There's the cartel everywhere. Oh, Jason versus the cartel? Yes! yes. <laughs> yeah, because that's pretty much like predator jason but instead of it being a predator you're like fighting drug lords yeah here's the thing though i want it like you know how prey had the comanche cut yeah i want jason jason versus the versus the cartel entirely in Spanish. oh no (laughs) english at all (laughs) i mean if you look at this movie as a template it's clear that the script is like optional in all of it it's like yeah you don't need language in the Friday the 13th movie. When they were walking around like, have you seen David? I was like, who the fuck is David? Like, which one of these I could not remember which one was David. David. My favorite part of this film is that they literally kill people off in like the first 10 minutes and they make those people film like nine more scenes. Like, Michael (laughs) is stuck between those two trees for like 30 scenes. He was also the makeup artist. One of the makeup (laughs) artists on this film. That's a fun fact. That's great. Also, Bernie Lomax... As the psychiatrist? Yeah, he deserves to get killed or whatever happens in Weekend at Bernie's, yeah. This was pre-Weekend at Bernie's. Yeah, it is. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is, it is the year before because the next year they tied Bernie down to the bottom of the lake and made him <laughs> stay there. I will say, while watching this in the first couple minutes, because I had forgotten that they put Jason at the bottom of the lake, I messaged Gabe who made Mikey's uh, catter puppy. He made my catter puppy as well? Yeah, Gabe who made both of your catter puppies you. and sent me all of the prints of the thing done as Rankin Bass characters. Oh, Love it. So great. And I told him, I was like, hey, dude, you need to make Jason chained to a rock for fish tanks. Just like instead of a castle or coral. Just uh, like. Th- I think they make that. Yeah. And they put a statue at a Minnesota lake. They did. Do like they a really? legit statue. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I would never go near that lake. I'd no. Because no, why fuck with it? Lightning touches lakes all the time. 
<laughs> and it turns statues into humans. We know this for a fact. Does Tommy Jarvis come back? No, hottie Tommy Jarvis doesn't come back. And any of the any more of the sequels, he doesn't come back? No. He doesn't come back, but he comes back in the fan film Never Hike Alone, which personally I think is my favorite Friday I've heard it's uh, good. fan film. It's really good. That's the, I think that's the only one I've seen. It's it's fun. Now, I think this is correct, but Jonathan, you're sort of a Friday the 13th expert, so like you correct me if I'm wrong. <laughs> is this the only Friday the 13th movie where Jason is essentially chasing around a woman who was way more powerful than he is? Yes. <laughs> kind of. He does he does go up against like androids and stuff and and Jason X, but uh, human, human woman with other right. ability. Yes. Okay. Tom, Jason X is in the far future. Right. In space. Yeah. Because what happened is he like left the Nostromo and like he just missed the <laughs> yeah. interplanetary core and was just to drift for X number of years. For Jason X number of years. <laughs> He's the one who killed Hicks and Newt. I'm going to ask Jonathan about this. Jonathan, I had a theory about <laughs> aliens. No, we, can't, we cannot relitigate this. We cannot relitigate this. About what? James Cameron has women pilot different things and they all crash. Is he trying to say something? Oh. <laughs> I don't know. That's interesting, though. I never thought about that. See, I'm bringing up the questions that matter. Us litigating this last night during the Aliens episode resulted in Mikey yelling for her long-form driver's license. And that, to me, was one of the funniest things. I've been laughing about that for, like, a day. It's so dumb. I was like, what happened to the escape pod? It missed the lane. <laughs> kept going. But he did, but, this, but uh, Sarah Connor doesn't. No, we talked about this because she unfortunately lets Reese drive, who doesn't have a driver's license and has never driven outside of like Mad Max rules. So he's a terrible driver. Hey, traditionally, the man should drive, you know? Oh, my God. We oh, can't, we you. cannot relitigate this. But no. I mean, <laughs> Paige, let this. me ask you this, though. If 80s Kyle Reese was like, hey, let me drive, would you say no to that request? No, not at all. Exactly. I wouldn't say no to many requests. <laughs> <laughs> from 80s Kyle Reese. It's fine. Who's what's the main character's name? What's her name? Tina? Yes, in this movie it's Tina. I like me some Tina, man. She's like a guy who likes me. Is he a delusion? Is he a real guy? How old is she supposed to be, though? She's supposed to be 18, and the actress is 26. Yeah, and yeah. I mean, she looks 26. Like she doesn't look <laughs> They all look varying shades of 30. I thought she was supposed to be like 16, so that was kind of bothering me with the people next door. I was like, that's weird that... Like maybe, yeah. So 18 makes a little more sense. And I guess they're all supposed to be like college age. Yeah, they're all supposed to be like 18, 19 was yeah. what everyone was supposed to be. I want to say that aside from Nick, none of the boys or men really in this movie should ever get laid again. They're all terrible. <laughs> like they're always just like leaving bed to go get food and not bringing <laughs> any back. Like just the worst sex <laughs> etiquette. Yeah, that's terrible. I would never do that. <laughs> Did you make a full quesadilla and not bring me one? <laughs> you were gone for 30 minutes. <laughs> Movies for the majority of the time, though, don't get stoners correctly. And I, I've no. And, and there's so many drugs in Hollywood. Like, how do you not know how to paint? A re but I guess they always want to go for that funny. Well, especially yeah. now, post-Silent Bob and Jay, it's turned right. into that. But yeah. but this is pre-that. I don't know. It just always yeah. seems weird to me. It's like you can't make a convincing stoner in a Friday the 13th film. I know. Well, and they paint them as drunk instead. Yeah. And I'm like, that's not the same. Like, no. that's, it's, you know. It's not the same. Although I've never had alcohol. That's what I hear, I mean. Yeah. <laughs> or so I've been told. It's reefer madness. That's how that one girl ends up getting thrown out that window. 
which also, by the way, happens in Reefer Madness. You're yeah, welcome. it does. You know who hates Reefer and alcohol? Jason? Trumpist Jason. <laughs> <laughs> Make America gory again. Oh! <laughs> oh, I can't believe someone hasn't done that yet. You need to trademark that. I have a new shirt idea, guys. Yeah. <laughs> we got to throw these lefty drug addicts out the window. <laughs> Free wheeling sex teams. I'm really proud of Jason, though, because he like drowned in the last film and stayed there for many years. And then he immediately drowns a person to really confront his PTSD. <laughs> Not unlike Ripley and Aliens. <laughs> yeah, these are two equally important films, I think is what you're saying. Mm -hmm. And I yeah. think I agree with you. It's just about time the male perspective was shown, you know? No. Yeah. <laughs> Crystal Lake's really murky, which I really hate as a misnomer. Well, because they keep filming in different places. Wasn't this like Louisiana? Is that right? It did yeah. look like a swamp. Yeah. It did look the, like the a, bayou. She's like, let's skinny dip. I was like, no, don't. I think I remember reading in the past, they had a guy on set that was just like killing alligators. Oh, I have that as a fun fact. Oh, okay, yes. Cool. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, do you want to wait until fun facts or do you want to hear about it now? No, tell now. me now. Tell now. me now. now. I got to know about Gator Hunt and Joe. Yeah, Jonathan's a mature adult. We're not. <laughs> yeah, I know. Mikey and I lack empathy. Pulse control. But if you have to hire a guy to do that, that means there are too many alligators around. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's part of the things. Especially in a movie that features like people going into the water for yeah. various reasons. Yeah, I would be yeah. like, hell no. <laughs> I will take my Chuck E. Cheese coupon or whatever you're paying me in and I will leave. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay sorry it's uh, there are a lot of fun facts for this and i had to scroll not at all surprised but very excited okay so during the filming of this movie uh they hired a man named leslie busby <laughs> leslie busby <laughs> leslie busby i love that who was quote the local gator man. That was his job. <laughs> and they hired him to be the alligator wrangler to keep gators away from the actors. So like whenever they're filming in the water, he would just be in the water like, come on, get, come on, gators. Uh, however, <laughs> they filmed most of this in the winter and alligators are not active in the winter. They, they mostly kind of hibernate mostly. or a version of hibernate. Uh, and they filmed mostly. Thank you. Uh, Thank they you filmed in October and November. <laughs> of 1987. Sorry, we just recorded Aliens last night. I apologize. It's yeah, still very fresh in the brain. Uh, so because they filmed in October and November, they ended up paying him to do nothing but just watch the lake <laughs> for the entire <laughs> production. He never got one gator. I am so glad that the kill count for this movie includes zero gators. Uh, he, here's the sad part. Uh, they did not include a kill count for this movie. They included a kill count for City of Angels. They could not find a definitive one for this movie. I'm sure you could just count if you wanted to, but the fact that they like front and center for City of Angels, they were like kill count of three. Like, I love that this. I think is the first movie that features a like the first kill is actually not Jason killing them. It's Tina. Oh, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's your final girl, yeah. I like when she, at one point, she says, I feel like it was my fault. It's like, it 100% yes. was your fault. Like yeah. <laughs> I may not place blame on her yeah. because I'm not sure she knew how to control what she was doing. But yes. Why was he mad at her? Oh, he wasn't mad at her. He was beating the mother. So she ran out. 
and got in the boat and got yeah. onto the lake. So well, she yeah, could he's be not saved. a good guy. No, no, this, no. I didn't mean it that way. I'm just saying. Oh. But she, she absolutely did kill him. Yeah. <laughs> so, oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure. I'm, we're not saying he didn't deserve it, but we're no. saying yeah. he got it. Yeah. You can't prove it. That doc fell. That's going to be hard to prove. <laughs> yeah. Hey, listen, DA of wherever in Louisiana we're filming this. Bon sometimes ton. docs have their own personal earthquakes. By the way, <laughs> when he comes out of the water to to kill, to get Jason, it looks like he's been under the water for about 30 minutes. Yeah. Not even. Yeah. Yeah. He's like smudged some mud on his face and he's like, come on, Jason. I mean, and, and we have to address that that makes her a necromancer, but whatever. Go ahead. <laughs> I have a fun fact about this. He was intended to be completely clean, but he slipped on the way down. Uh. <laughs> he accidentally ran into the gator man underwater. And, you know. Damn it, bugs me. <laughs> Damn it. I, I don't think he was real. I think she just manifests her internal issues and they come to life. I have to tell you this, and this is the same thing that happened with Orphan. In Orphan, I was trying to like guess the turn or whatever the whole movie, and I like guessed the craziest thing I could think of, and I did it again in this one. As she walks out to the dock, I was like, there's yes, no way. It's going to be her dad. Yeah, I was like, it's definitely going to be her dad that kills Jason, right? And it totally fucking was, and I got mad at myself. I was like, I ruined that for me. <laughs> oh, I laughed my ass off. I mean, I laughed a lot, too. I don't know if they intended it this way, but it is kind of interesting that they that's been a like a last scene theme in past movies where somebody mm -hmm. jumps out of the water. Yeah. And yes. And yeah. so this time it was actually somebody saving them. I don't know. I mean, I like that. Yeah, her, her daddy issues manifested and killed Jason. Also, the young Tina, she looked so much like Carol Ann. That had to be on purpose. Like, Oh, she looked like a lot looked... like Carol Ann from Poltergeist. This was the first. Yeah, yeah. Poltergeist. This was the first Friday the 13th I saw in the theater. I was oh, 11. Wow. No, it was 88. I was 12. And I remember at the time, like as like when I got older and watched this again, I thought it was the actress that played Carol <laughs> for the longest time. <laughs> Until you learn what happened to the actress who played yes. Carol Ann, which is super which sad. Which was that same I can year, understand. right? That was that same year. Yeah. Poltergeist 3 came out that year, too. So Yeah, and oh, she yeah. Didn't, wasn't able to finish filming it. Yeah. So sad. They should have just moved those graves, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Going back quickly to uh, your mostly comment. Mostly. There is not a single character in this movie as annoying as Newt, so I'll give it that much credit. <laughs> <laughs> well, Jonathan, you see, Newt actually brought no, the aliens on purpose to Hadley Hope to murder the colonists Last because night they were was bullying wild, her. Jonathan. <laughs> That would make her more interesting if that was true. It would make her more interesting. I have no problems with Newt. Aliens is a near perfect film and I will not hear it slander. No, that no, Aliens is amazing. I still prefer the first one, but Aliens is absolutely it's one of the best sequels ever. I mean, yeah, it's, it's so it's good. Incredible. Do you prefer Newt over Jinxie? Jonesy? Jonesy, Jonesy, Jinxie. What the who's held I see Newt and Jonesy on equal footing <laughs> because yeah. to be honest I feel like they serve a lot of the same purpose because like in the first movie when she's like getting out of there and you're like where is she going like my dad and mom saw the first one in theaters and as she turned around to go back and get Jonesy somebody in the theater is like where's she going and then another person in the theater yelled she's going back for the fucking cat so like, <laughs> I, I, I feel kind of the same because awesome. that's kind of what she does for Newt that's exactly what she does for Newt yeah but that interaction is where we get the phrase save the cat from so yeah. like it's interesting you know it's a huge thing in filmmaking and screenwriting to like you can't kill cats it's like a whole thing yeah anyway but yeah I, I see them pretty equal honestly I think Jonesy's cute though Love Jonesy. Well, do you guys want to get into the movie so we can go through it scene by scene? 
Yes. Let's yeah. do it. So we open with the Silent Night, Deadly Night 2 treatment of just rehashing the old <laughs> movies and trailers to bring us up to speed. I appreciate this in a franchise of this nature. I was going to say the same thing. I remembered absolutely zero from six. Yeah. I had recently watched six, so okay. I was just like, I don't need this, but whatever. I was blown away that during this recap, which doesn't take 30 minutes like it does in Silent Night, Deadly Night 2. <laughs> yeah, it's like 30 seconds. Yeah, it, It's like showing the credits during this recap, too. And I was like, oh, my God, it took two people to write this. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have fun facts about that because oh. <laughs> one person wrote it and then we some back scene shenanigans went on uh -oh. and then another person got credit for the second half. We, we will talk about it in fun facts. <laughs> okay, okay. I do like, because we get a recap of a bunch of kills, and the, the shots that they pull for this are kind of hilarious, where they pull, like, you know, him getting electrocuted in the grave and all that stuff. Yeah. But then they've also just got a brief cutaway shot of that one kid in a wheelchair falling down the stairs. I and know, I was like, from two different angles. From two different <laughs> angles. So funny. Anyway, he keeps coming back. Lightning. Now we're into the actual movie. And we do have to sit through a handful of credits just on a black screen. Yeah. yeah. Where they just like didn't quite time it right, which was kind of <laughs> funny. But then we open on the dock where Tina has run outside and her dad yells at her to come back inside. But we kind of overhear from inside the house that he has been unfortunately hitting her mom. Yeah, I think Tina actually says, like, you hit mom, you said you never hit mom again, something like that. Yeah, but the if you guys watch the extended edition, Tina just walked on them having sex but didn't know what it was. Oh, no! It's just a, <laughs> oh, this is a wildly weird day. You cannot rewrite, like, <laughs> no, Mikey. We also know that he has a problem with alcohol because we hear her mom yelling about it. Well, I mm -hmm. think that Tina knows how to run to the boat and then unhook it from yes. the dock and like push it out or whatever this she knows how to do before. that because yes mm -hmm. exactly mm -hmm. this is a common occurrence yes and she is screaming at him that she hates him she does she wants him to die suddenly we hear the water bubble and we watch the dock that he's standing on collapses into the water knocking him unconscious underwater uh, essentially killing him. I mean, yeah. I mean, at least like knocking him out underwater, which yeah. kills you more or less because like <sighs> the wife that you were just beating and daughter don't want to try and save you. Yeah. She couldn't pull him up. The mom could have. <laughs> Not with that mullet. Not with that mullet. <laughs> uh, there's a beam over him so i don't think they could have oh like it like broke his neck or something like just killed him. or they would have to lift things off of him that they probably could not do in time for him to be saved i don't remember do we see that jason's already in the lake at that point we yes. see it before okay yeah. so he is already like so this movie takes place in 2015 then i guess mm -hmm. right oh so according to the director <laughs> of the film it's been 10 years since the last one so like 96 wow. yeah which also took place in the future as well yeah. yeah. Even though the the following one, the next one, Jason Takes Manhattan, does not take place in the future. The timeline's a little fucky. But also, Paige, doesn't take place in Manhattan from what I hear. I can't wait to see that movie. It takes place mostly on a boat. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> but there's a lot of hair metal in it, and that's cool. I am here oh, for yes. it, yeah. So we cut to the future, where she and her mom are driving back to the cabin at the orders of the worst 
therapist on earth. Oh, is that a therapist? I thought it was William Stryker from X2 trying to start like a- He yeah. might as well be right? just trying to test to see if she is an X-Man, because that's yeah. basically what it is. Dr. Yeah. Bernie Lomax is a professional. <laughs> and if you guys really dedicated yourself to his treatment, maybe it would have worked. Oh, wow. It kind of makes me not like the mom, because it's like, <laughs> how do you not see- that this guy is an asshole. Like, well, right. While the daughter got a lot of mental health treatment after the abusive father died, unfortunately, I don't think the mom did. Oh, that I got. I'm sorry. I feel this is horrible. I keep making fun of like a woman that was abused. I'm not trying to do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, but like people do get into patterns. You know, I just like that guy. Like, I just, I just hope that if my wife and I had to send my daughter to therapy and it was like that guy, we'd know pretty quickly. Like, yeah, we need to change. Like, we need to. Oh yeah, if he's like constantly trying to put your daughter into highly stressful situations in the hopes yeah, that she like, can control shit with her mind. Yeah. Yeah. You fire that therapist. Like, I can't even figure out if the mom knows that she's telekinetic. Like, I can't even figure that out. I can't. I mean, because for the first part of this movie, you don't even really think that he thinks she's telekinetic. Like, it sounds yeah. like he thinks she's making everything up, but then clearly he knows she's telekinetic. But then he's telling the mom that he's like, it's all part of the delusions and her guilt. For It makes no sense. I have another question because I, I think I, I missed something. He has a dossier on Jason, right? Was he trying to get her to murder Jason? I'm not so sure. here's the thing. It's unclear if that's his yeah. or her father's. I thought it was her father's. It's never identified. Yeah. So, I mean, I, but it could be either way. I don't know what's right, but I read it as her father's. A well-written yeah. movie would be like, he's one of the survivors of Crystal Lake, and that's why he <laughs> drinks alcohol so much and like has so much Oh, issues. you mean her father? Yeah. Oh. oh, damn, Mikey. Don't try and make this yeah. movie good. Don't ruin it for me. <laughs> but there's a, going back to the mom real quick, there's a scene where, like, I can't remember what she breaks, but he's, like, he was, and once again, he's, like, like just totally, like, threatening her and yelling at the daughter, like, right in front of the mom. And then, like, something breaks or something, like, the fire shoots out or something. And the mom's just standing there, she like, She breaks a huh. picture behind his head. Huh, that was interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a picture of her father That's on the right, mantle, it cracks, yeah. and she shatters it behind his head, and the mom's just like, weird coincidence. <laughs> but Paige, it's not as weird as the way that scene starts with Dr. Bernie Lomax with his head on his like fist and like elbow on the mantle, and through <laughs> the hole that creates that triangle there, you see her dad's fucking face in that picture. Yeah. It is a wild shot. It is crazy. <laughs> this is how people stand. It's totally normal. <laughs> it's totally it's normal. It's wild. Like, what is happening? It's his therapy stance. We've all got one. <laughs> it's his thinking posture. <laughs> I have a therapy, like, pose. Like, you, you have to, like, get into it. Well, if you're a therapist, this is like a trade secret. Don't tell anybody. But I'll do I'll do a lot of this. <laughs> so he has his uh hand on his face and he's like he does look honestly about 90% more interested in what I'm saying. <laughs> it's the finger over the chin with the rest of the hand under. That's not just to hide the birthmark? No. Okay. They'll see that. Here's my pose. <laughs> That's uncomfortable. You can't do that for a long period of time. Your arms get tired. Oh, I only do 15 minute sessions. I don't play. <laughs> <laughs> but really, he's the he's the best psychiatrist. No, oh, yeah, he's... no, he's not a psychiatrist. He is starting a program of like special students. He's here from the Avenger Initiative, yeah. and he has not told them what's up yet. I also thought for sure he was banging the mom. I thought he was going to try at least. I was yeah. almost sure that at the end of this movie, Samuel L. Jackson was going to step in and recruit Tina. Yeah, just like, now that you're an orphan, I'd like to talk to you about the <laughs> Avenger initiative. We're, yeah. We're trying to form a team. Are you interested? <laughs> you seem to like shouldery dudes with square jaws. Have I got a job for you? <laughs> anyway, 
So she arrives at the house, their old house. She sees the boat in the dock and she like visibly is like, oh no, because obviously re-traumatizing her is key to his whole thing. But as they're unloading the car, we meet the kids in the cabin next door. By the way, none of these people are friends. There's no way. No, they all met <laughs> 20 minutes ago when they showed up to this Craigslist ad. To shoot a <laughs> porno like the movie X. Yeah. Free barbecue. Oh, man. It's wild. And they're all varying. Like the girls all look late 20s early 30s yeah did like but dressed to look like teenagers and then aside from nick all the guys look like teenagers so it's so it's a bunch of guys with a specific fetish <laughs> so yeah oh yeah it's very we could just say it's the contestants of milf island right like we can just admit it right <laughs> yeah it's it's the contestants of milf island but it also it just look they look so much younger than that like and visibly so in some cases and some of that is the 80s dressing because like teenage girls in 80s movies dress like 30 year old women I don't yeah. know why it's always a thing but like it, it is just so disparate between them at one point my husband pointed out like it was after one of the sex scenes he was like the hell is he gonna do with those noodle arms and i was like yo <laughs> like, first off sick burn. <laughs> sick burn secondly put the picture of todd down was like, look what you can do with all of this. It's a lot of visual jokes for this episode. I like the guy who's like, his parents own the place and he's like sleeping yes. in the van. He's like, why are we sleeping in the van? Like, that's actually a very good question. Like, that is why a are you sleeping in the van? a good question. The obvious rich kid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Young Dennis Reynolds. Yeah. Absolutely. And that cabin wasn't that nice. Like, he's like, oh, but a small cabin's still like a second home. Oh, okay? yeah. Tell me how great your second home is, Jonathan. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> How big is the cabin need to be for you to be happy? I'm just saying, as 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 nervous as he was getting about them making a mess, I was like, it, it, you know, you're good. It'll be fine. Yeah, <laughs> it'll be fine. You can eat his Totino's party pizza. It'll yeah. be fine. I don't know if you know this, but this house is literally so shitty. The government in this area doesn't care if we explode it. So don't worry about it. All right, is that swamp gas? <laughs> It was uh, moon refracting <laughs> from Venus <laughs> and uh, weather yeah. balloon. Think about it. 1953, Roswell, New Mexico. The camera pans out. It's Jason. Jason. That's why they only found <laughs> dead grays, Mikey. It's a bunch of grays with machetes in them. But Paige, how badly do you want like a prey? But it's like your main character is Jason and he's hunting grays on Earth that have crashed. Not opposed to it. Hey, were we talking about the movie yet? <laughs> Oh no. yeah, yeah, yeah. We're like two scenes in. You were yelling at me about my second house, That's right, uh, Jonathan. Which I, which I don't own one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He hasn't found one big enough for him to purchase. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, I mean, it just, they, I don't know. It's, it was just, it was, it looked a little like less than. I, I agree. He seemed like kind of a nerd for being mad about it. It was a small, he was rich in a small town. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah. There yes. you go. Yeah. Big fish, little pond kind of guy. But uh, I did. I was like, why? I don't know why you're sleeping in the van. I assume that was because that his girlfriend knew he would get all freaked out by the mess they were making. But I would be like, no, this is my uncle's cabin or whatever. I'm, I'm taking the main room. I assumed privacy. 
Oh, that too, maybe. He was like, I want to see how you pores live. Let's go. Let's sleep in the van. Tonight. <laughs> I want to see how you pores live. That like rolled off your tongue a lot easier than it should have, Mikey. That's definitely something you've said before. Uh, <laughs> Why are we sleeping in the van? We're cosplaying as the pool. <laughs> yes, yes. Can we talk about Eddie for a second, too? <laughs> yes. <laughs> the sci-fi guy. Yeah, because we kind of meet all of them in this scene. Although we don't we meet do, Eddie yeah. a little bit, but we need to address Eddie. I guess we're supposed to like actually like like feel bad for him oh are we he's one of the i i mean i think in 80s th- in like 80s movies language we are okay but like in 2022 like he's he's a he's a Zack snyder bro right like he's he came across to me like a young <laughs> lrh like i was oh. just like it's good that jason <laughs> killed this guy because he was definitely gonna start a cult in his 50s like yeah something yeah he he reminds me of martin Starr's character in party down where who is a screenwriter <laughs> but specifically is hard sci-fi and he'll just be like they can't portray the mongus on screen it's indescribable <laughs> but like this is just him like three years before fresh yeah. out of high school like i get that melissa's not that nice either but oh she's terrible when she kicks him out of the bed though she does say the truth she's like i gave you a chance and uh you know i don't think he ever had a chance i think I she's think just using either. him to make make the other guy feel jealous yeah i think she was sick of making out with him waiting for the other guy to get back yeah yeah yeah, yeah. well and, and i think his response of just like great i'm gonna take a cold shower and leave then i was just like good for you man you'll find somebody someday <laughs> except you won't because your head ends up in the living room but you know whatever cool i don't actually know who we're supposed to like i guess except for tina i think we're supposed to like jason yeah maybe I think you're supposed to like dr lomax no, no, sir. No, no, absolutely not. That's just you being weird. Look, when you work in mental health, there comes a time where you have to grab a woman and make Jason stab her so you can get away. <laughs> Use her as a human shield. <laughs> it's, it's really a rite of passage for any therapist. No, I, I really do That's think amazing. that at this point in the history of this franchise, the slasher has kind of reached a fever pitch and they realize that the reason people go to the movie are the kills like that's kind of the thing yeah and so i do think in some ways yeah we kind of are supposed to root for jason like yes we're rooting for tina we want jason to die at the end but we also don't care or like any of the other people in the movie they are expendable yeah so at least in six i i liked a lot of those people like i yeah uh, tommy jarvis was awesome yeah, Tommy Jarvis. Yeah, Tom, and most of the uh, camp counselors were perfectly like fine, like normal people that yeah. you know you didn't want to see die. Everyone here, I'm like, hell yeah, let's yeah, <laughs> let's move go. On to the next one. <laughs> anyway, so we meet the kids next door. Melissa's a, a dick to Tina immediately. Oh yeah. Nick helps her kind of repack her suitcase after it falls out of the trunk. And we go into the house where Tina then has to go through like her first kind of therapy session, air quotes, with Dr. Cruz. <laughs> Calling it a therapy session is super generous. I know. I did put air quotes up, but it is an audio medium. Yeah. So yeah. air quotes, therapy session. Yeah. Mikey, how often do you in your first therapy session with somebody put a book of matches on the table? I can answer this for him. It's never. He never does that. But he does <laughs> always walk in and be like, welcome to your very first. And he puts his fingers up and goes... <laughs> Therapy session. <laughs> no, you always in an intake session. You throw down the matches. And you say, "Move it with your mind." <laughs> I have to write this down for code nine seven one nine. You gotta know if they have telekinesis. You have to rule it out. 
I mean, I wasn't aware that was part of your jurisdiction, but like it makes sense. It deals with the mind. I get it. Stay in your lane, okay? Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. For intakes, you have to fill out a, a mental status exam that <laughs> evaluates their emotional state, but also their telekinesis abilities mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and file it with insurance because it is paying out at a higher rate for an intake session. You're welcome. He's got to be making bank, too, if he like lets these people pay him to stay there and treat all weekend. Like Those are all billable hours, I would assume. All of them. And he's probably billing at two or three hundred an hour because mm -hmm. he's definitely a doctor, which means he bills at a doctorate rate. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. also telekinesis is a specialty, which means that he's <laughs> in demand for his particular <laughs> modality. And that's going to command a higher rate as well. But he is going to have to justify all of that procedure to the insurance company and he's likely billing in units which again ups your price value too this is this is exactly why when he's looking at those papers at the desk he's like fuck i need to hire a medical building encoder like i can't figure this shit out <laughs> yeah he's like these cms forms are a bitch <laughs> this is only going to be funny to anyone who listens to this who is a medical biller <laughs> I'm just hoping he gets a second house, you know. I don't know. <laughs> he, he definitely has a second yeah, house. Yeah, he has a second house. He definitely house. has a yeah. second house. Yeah. Where's my mom? Him covered in blood. She's somewhere else. She's <laughs> where she signed this were. will over conveniently before she died. <laughs> it almost seems like he's working with Jason at one point. Like I remember yeah, like thinking of. that. Like, oh, you mean when he holds the mom steady for him to yeah. get, like for her to get stabbed? I mean, yeah. I would have been here for a Dr. Loomis kind of a situation where it turns out he was Jason and he was pretending to be Jason to try and get her to move things with her mind. Oh, like a part five kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, but instead, I, I think he's just a therapist with a second house that is a mansion that houses a jet and serves as a school for creative youngsters. I agree. Gifted. Yeah. Gifted youngsters. Gifted youngsters. <laughs> yeah. He does talk about how she's behind in the program. Like, I assumed that, like, he has Jubilee back at his mansion. Like, I don't know what's going on, but like. If anyone's behind, it's Jubilee. Her powers are dog shit. <laughs> Maybe he survives the uh, weed cutter incident, but his legs don't work anymore, so he's in a oh. wheelchair now. Oh, my God. <laughs> what makes you lose your hair? Al alopecia? I don't know. Supplements. He takes supplements. Yeah, there you go. He <laughs> smokes crack. Does that make you lose your hair? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just thought it would look cool. <laughs> he loves Vin Diesel. Because <laughs> in this mansion, we're family. <laughs> <laughs> when you move things with your mind I live my life a quarter inch blade at a time You thought this was going to be a street fright You're goddamn right it is That's my thing. <laughs> He like says that to Jason Statham You can just see Statham looking at him like You have no idea how to be cool man like, I was almost an Olympic diver Assholes show some respect Jason Statham was almost an Olympic diver Yeah. Oh, oh, well, there goes shit. 30 minutes of this recording uh, No I'm kidding yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. I, that guy's a badass. You can you can find videos of it on YouTube. He's nice. okay, I guess. I think la last time we talked about this page was like you could find thirty-seven videos of him on YouTube. Here's fifteen of them. Back to Friday the Thirteenth, Part Seven: The New Blood. Okay, so uh, she moves the matchbook, and he's like, "See, when you get emotional and angry, you can move things." And she gets mad and ends up lighting it on fire. It's pretty sweet. Yeah. And then no one addresses the active fire in the room while she walks <laughs> away slowly and the scene ends. On a wooden table. Yeah. In what <laughs> in is a essentially cabin. A, yeah, a tinderbox. Like yeah. that thing is going to go up. We got to get something on that stat. Right. Then we cut to the scene where Dennis... <clears throat> 
or whatever the kid dressed in banker yeah, clothes. He's young Dennis Reynolds. That's the reason I called him Dennis. I don't know any of their names. Young Dennis Reynolds and the girl he's with, because they're all just kind of paired off. They're in the van having sex. And are like, why are we sleeping in the van? Who says we're sleeping? Ha ha ha. Hey. hey. <laughs> uh, Tina runs out to the dock. She has like a mini flashback. And then she's like, I wish I could bring you back, dad. And I'm part, kind of like, why? He sounds like he was kind of a shitbag. Yeah. Nobody hits mom anymore. Ooh, that's a weird take, Tina. You don't want dad back. Trust Ooh. me. Yeah. He's got some complicated grief. You know, when your dad's <laughs> yeah. kind of an abusive asshole, but your psychic powers accidentally kill him when you're like eight years old. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Classic yeah. therapy problem. She performs some necromancy, which is like not part of her telekinesis, but she just like thinks hard enough and is like, I wish I could bring you back, except she brings Jason back, and it's like zombie Jason, and then she passes out. And he doesn't kill her. He doesn't kill her for some reason. Well, he owes her one. I have so many questions about the logistics of this movie. Like, so Jason is so... He passes up two full houses of people. Yes. Goes to kill these <laughs> random... Which I knew you were going to get to that, but I'm just saying... And then he comes back. He's got to go to the garden shed and get all the tools. And and that garden shed is five miles away where the other people yeah. are. Yeah, but he doesn't even <laughs> yeah. get to the garden shed until he's killed those people and then killed people closer and then accidentally stumble bumbles his way into the garden shed. This is Madman Mars level of teleporting. Yes. Yeah. But without the fun feet. <laughs> Thank you for calling my feet fun. I mean, fun as in like a sideshow fun. Yeah, but, oh, that's you know, whatever. just hurtful. I've tried to watch Madman like four times. I'm I gave up <laughs> on it finally. I'm like, I've oh, never really? watched. You gotta it. make it. It's so <laughs> it so has fucking the wild. Most romantic hot tub chase scene I have ever seen. <laughs> the mustaches on those men are just—they're amazing. Oh. Not big enough. <laughs> I watched that hot tub scene with a girl I was dating at the time, and we had sexy times afterwards because that it sets the mood. 60% of the time, Jonathan, it works every time. Uh-huh. If you really want to reignite the spark like Tina did at the table, put more Madman <laughs> on. Oh, yeah. yeah. For a lovely got- date night. Yeah. It's a movie you have to make out to, guys. Like, you can't <laughs> yeah. watch it. You gotta at least make it to the point where the woman is playing the recorder in a boat by herself alone. <laughs> oh Contemplatively. My. Okay, fine. Just I'm gonna like, watch this movie tonight. She was leading all of the snakes out of Ireland. How dare you? <laughs> She was opening My Heart Will Go On by Celine Dion. Anyway, she tells her mom and the doctor, she's like, I saw a man. I can't remember what he looked like, but he came out of the water and they're just like, well, you are crazy. So, <laughs> Paige, I read the scene where she necromancied him back to life as you were putting it as he was alive that whole fucking time. All she, she did was break the, the chain. Chains. Yeah. So she like freed Marley or whatever. And he floated to the surface and walked away. Just like she broke the chain of abuse. Yeah. And just like Jason's about to kill a chain of fools. Yeah. No notes. <laughs> <laughs> That's what that Aretha Franklin song is about. I don't know if you guys know that. That's yeah. Yeah, except that he never uses a chain in this movie. They couldn't get the rights to a chain. <laughs> he has a chain around his neck the entire time, though, right? Yeah, he rips he it, it off. He does yes. use it. <laughs> it is hilarious. When she hangs him from, like, the lamp or whatever, he rips off the, like, yeah. cord from the lamp. Leaves, leaves the, the chain. chain. Oh, I thought he took the chain off. No, he leaves the chain. The one really good thing about this, is speaking of Jason coming out of the water, the Jason makeup and effects is awesome. Awesome. It looks like they yeah. have considered every blow he's taken 
Yes. And then you have like the like talk, like you have like his spinal, you know, the back yeah. showing. Mm -hmm. I think it looks awesome. He does yeah. look awesome. Yeah. When the when the mask like breaks off his face and reveals yeah. the face, like I was like, that's probably what you would look like if you were like stuck at the bottom of a lake for 10 years after being stabbed 70 times. Had had axes in the head. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Plus, he's got the chain to differentiate him from the other fools. So, like, you know that he's the big one. <laughs> the director's an FX guy, though, right? He's uh... He is kind of. They don't have a huge budget for it. Uh, the guy who plays Mike, who's about to die, we're about to talk about it. He does a lot of the latex work, but they had to they had such a small budget. They had to reuse a bunch of those latex pieces over and over and over again. They really only oh, wow. had money for like one set. Ah. And so by the time they finished filming, it smelled so bad oh. that he called him Stinky Vorti, Vorhees like, ah. as a nickname. Yeah. Like it was just you couldn't even be around him. It just smelled terrible. That checks out. <laughs> anyway, we cut to two unrelated teens in a car at night that we have not met that are supposedly headed to meet the other teens for some sort of party. And we get to know them so well. Cousin Michael. Their car breaks down and they walk and no sooner have they walked a bit that they get just stone cold murdered by Jason with some sort of spike thing that we never saw where Jason got it. We don't know how the doctor got a second one. It's never explained. No. And then Jason walks all the way back to the house. <laughs> Yes. Puts the spike thing in the door and then goes back to kill Here's him. my question. Does he or does the doctor? Because the doctor then has it. I mean, I would have to assume that there are multiple of these spike thingies and the doctor has his own. Okay. Because there's no way Jason could get back and forth that fast. I mean, I guess he is just teleporting because he's always walking. His victims are always running and he still catches them. He's getting so. his steps in, you know. <laughs> he's tall. There's longer strides. That's but what those first two yeah. people that get killed, they're like the equivalent of those like 50s greasers that traveled in time in part yeah. five. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Broke down on the side of the road. Yeah. Uh, yes. The best movie from the 80s <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> how dare you how think of the other things that were made in the 80s man in a decade with iron eagle <laughs> even with howard <laughs> the duck there no <laughs> <laughs> but i here's my theory on the spike okay he has it he found it somewhere sure who cares yeah when it's stuck in the house and she sees it and then tells her parents her her mom and the doctor and the doctor's like i don't see anything the doctor saw it and took it out oh yeah for and sure. is gaslighting her. Yes, absolutely he is. But yeah. you think he put it there as well. Potentially because it's clean and Jason still has one later in the That's movie. That's true. Well, and Jason's is bloody. And Jason's is bloody. And I, But I have no way to know how he would know that Jason is killing people. I have a theory. It's going to be a little wild, but it, it checks out within the canon of the movie. If she can manifest things from her psyche... If she is watching them be murdered, like if she can rematerialize her father, maybe she rematerialized the knife that Jason used to kill them at the same time he was killing them when she was. So then there's now two in this universe. I mean, yes. she doesn't duplicate things. She kind of does. She duplicated her father. No, no, no. Her father was in the lake. Yeah. She just brought him up. You yeah. think they just left him in there for like, they didn't yes. like go get the body. They never found him, Mikey. They never found him. I don't know. Mostly. I mean, they don't say that, Mikey, because that they would, again, make it a good movie. She, <laughs> she can create things in her mind. She is an omnipresent. She is like the ultimate. She is a demigod. I think we're all thinking it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She can't create things. She's just telekinetic. My theory is no one involved gave a shit and did not predict podcasts yeah. Yeah, that, that, no, would, that's, that's that would dissect yeah. it. It's also very accurate. Yeah. <laughs> but in this movie, there are very much two of those spikes at play. Yes. We don't know what they are. 
We don't know how anyone got them. Yeah. And we don't know why there's two. Like, it's it's never really explained, you know. Now, granted, this movie was edited to death. So, like, I'm sure there is more explanation that we will just never see. Because anything that was cut out of this movie was mm-hmm. destroyed by Paramount. It was just... Like they didn't keep the footage, so we'll never know. In my mind, she manifests. She can create things with her visions, like her father. Sort of like I think it was Nancy. Is it Nancy that goes into the dream world in Nightmare and uh-huh. brings yes, something and she out can from bring the dream stuff world? Back. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like so, that. sort of like that. Yeah. I, which, listen, Mikey, stop trying to make this movie good, you bastard. Okay, I, though. So we know that this is supposed to be the first Freddy versus Jason. Yes, what you Maybe said. Yeah, that's a holdover from that original script concept. I like that Mikey's just making up powers. Like I. I think Tita can fly, and that explains. <laughs> it never says she can't. And Mikey, honestly, if you're telekinetic, you can fly. Yeah. So she, she just has to learn. That's true. Yeah. That's yeah. true. Once you yeah. go too bonkers, I become I make too much sense, and it's hard to argue with me at that point because I'm like, well, technically, because of that scene, like she could have rode on the television as it floated across the room. Yeah. And she she could have been flying. And I, yeah. And then she could have smashed it over his head and said, "Welcome to primetime, bitch." Bitch. And I would have yeah. been here for it. Yeah. I thought it was really cool when Tina walked onto the like the bank of the lake and then pulled down that star destroyer <laughs> into it. It was awesome. What a video game moment. <laughs> <laughs> I love that everyone who's played Fallen Order got that joke. <laughs> anyway, so these two teens get Jasoned immediately. But I did yeah. notice something at this point in the movie. If you want to get alcohol poisoning, you should take a shot every time someone is wearing denim on denim. Paige, <laughs> I'm taking notes. You're, you're, you're talking too fast. I'm taking too many notes. <laughs> I do love that. Like, I think it's David. The main male character is wearing a Canadian tuxedo this whole time. Nick. His name oh, is Nick. His name is Nick? What is a Canadian tuxedo? Yes. Is that... It's denim on denim, baby. Oh, that's right. Yeah. It's denim, denim, denim. <laughs> denim, denim, denim. It's <laughs> the most chafing you can have in an outfit. Anyway, then... We cut to Nick comes over and invites Tina over to the party so that she can kind of socialize and have a normal life, Uh, even though the doctor threatens to take her back to the hospital always. But she goes to the party with the teens, and this is where she meets, I don't remember his name, but the one who is super into sci-fi and basically just reads her his screenplay just to her face. No warning. No. Don't do that to people. No. No. Don't immediately go L. Ron Hubbard on somebody, like, in their face. No, yeah, the appropriate way is to email your friends and be like, I'm so sorry. Uh, do you have time to read this? And if it's bad, you don't have to tell me. Just never answer this. Okay, I'm sending it by. Like, that. that's how you do it. As a receiver of at least one of those emails, that script slap, Paige. Thank you, though. Thank you. That, that's the one I have to send in tomorrow. I do have to it. finish making edits, but yeah. Anyway, so we meet all the kids in, in the cabin. Including Melissa, who is a straight up horrible, mean mm-hmm. person. And supposed to be the nicest. The actress is super nice, apparently. Like everybody said, she was lovely. I'm like, yes, and she's been erroneously reported as dead. Yeah, oh, they, really? but she is alive, right? She is alive, yes. But yeah, she's terrible in this movie. Like every scene she's in, she is like being mean to someone. But she might be a good actor because, like I said, everybody said she was just an awesome person. Loves her. So she might yeah. be great. She might be. It's not in this scene. It's later where Nick is literally like, I don't even like you. Like, yeah, you you're trying all this shit and it doesn't matter because I don't like you. So stop. And she's like, that's not the point. And I was like, (laughs) oh, she's just pure evil. Okay, all right. 
but this is where she's kind of making fun of Tina. And Tina, in the midst of this, kind of sees Mike get killed by Jason. Like, she sees it happen yes. as, like, a vision and drops a bottle of Pepsi on carpet where it somehow shatters. <laughs> but also, Paige, they're in the kitchen. Why is your kitchen carpeted? Oh, that's an 80s thing. Is it? Yeah. Yes. And Could have been a glass bottle, too. Well, it is It is a glass bottle, but, like, on a carpeted floor, a glass Coke bottle is so thick it would not shatter. Oh, it's there's a log no cabin. Way. It's a second house. Maybe she broke it with her mind. Oh, that could be. Oh, you'll jump on that one. Okay. okay. <laughs> That's because a power that would she make has, sense. Mikey. <laughs> I know. That's an actual power she has on the screen. Where did her dad come from? From the bottom of the lake where his body was. You're okay with her being a necromancer as part of her powers, but her just creating a knife out of nowhere, that's where you draw the line. She necromances two people back to life on the screen. She doesn't just create anything from nowhere. You're just making shit up. He didn't age in those days. Neither did Jason. He aged. He looked way better when he got put on that lake. We all know it's true. Yeah, that 10 years at the bottom of the lake really put on some years. You know what I'm saying? His spine did not <laughs> stick out of his body 10 years yeah. ago, Paige. He started a fitness plan after that. <laughs> uh, just spend 10 years at the bottom of the lake, period. Water aerobics. <laughs> period. No, because her dad is also kind of zombified a little bit. He has mud smeared on his face. Let's. <laughs> at the end of Ghostbusters, when everyone except Bill Murray is covered <laughs> yes. in marshmallow goo, yeah. and that's because yeah. Bill Murray's a dick, and he was like, I'm not doing that. Right. That's what it reminded me of when I saw him come out. He's like, you're not putting <laughs> shit on me. Or they just didn't have they didn't have the money for the makeup, which is that's probably the that truth. that could be. I think it's probably that. I think it's yeah. well that and so that ending was a compromise between the producer and the writer. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing: the the director, the writer, the producer all clashed heads because they all had a bunch of big ideas for what they wanted for this movie. And spoiler, they're all terrible, <laughs> and they're all in this movie. <laughs> well, that, so that's some of the stuff we're like. You read about the director like, I was fighting for more of this in this movie. And you're like, that was a terrible idea. <laughs> like, why did you do that? <laughs> but then the producer's ideas are so much worse somehow. And you're just like, did anyone not have a face full of cocaine while writing or directing this film? Yeah. You need to watch my film where it's revealed that Jason is actually Q. Oh, Whoa. my God. <laughs> and he got them to come to the Capitol because he needed victims. Jesus. Honestly, this Jason versus democracy script is shaping up nice. Well, here's the thing. Is Tina responsible because she brought Jason out of the water? She is. So she's going through a lot more therapy after this happens. Yes, I would say so. Yeah. Anyway, so she sees what she believes to be a murder. So she drops that Pepsi. Mm -hmm. She runs. Yeah. And outside her house, she sees the murder weapon stuck into the like porch yeah she runs inside tells her mom and the doctor and she's like just go look outside there's a spike out there and he goes out there and he's there for a minute and then tells them to come out and there's no spike right i think that's where he gets the one from the desk it is absolutely for sure where he gets it because he's a scummy scummy dude yeah exactly so we cut to unrelated teens camping they're not part of the group next door we've never met them before do we even get their names his name is dan 
I don't remember what her name was. If you actually look in the credits, she's billed as the sleeping hag. Oh, really? <laughs> no, but I thought, I thought that would be funny. Anyway, they're sitting by the fire, and she's like, it's getting cold. And he's just like, how about my dick? And she's just like, how about you get firewood? Okay, fine. But he missed the perfect opportunity to be like, I've already got firewood. I know. It made me so angry as a writer. I was, just... And I felt like she was setting that up for him perfectly. Like, I feel like, and then he fucked it up. Up and she's like, you better go get the wood now. You know, <laughs> she, she says, get some wood. And he just goes, all right. Instead of just being like, already got it, baby. Like, yeah. come on. Like, what are we doing? This guy needs dirty talk 101. <laughs> he does. Uh, but he won't get it because Jason punches through his back. <laughs> he did do that in part six, though. He punched through uh, Rorschach's or whatever his name is from yeah. Welcome Back Cod, or he punched into his mm-hmm. stomach as well. He like Mortal Kombat fatalities, this dude. And Jonathan's like, that's actually canon. I mean, There's no <laughs> yeah. way that guy's name is Rorschach. Is, or is that his name on Welcome Back? I think it was Owlman. Owlman? <laughs> yeah, from um, Watchmen. Watchmen, thank you. It's yeah. Watchmen, yeah, because that's what I was thinking. If I thinking of Rorschach, Rorschach. from Watchmen. But First I, of all, Night Owl. His name is Night Owl. Oh, yeah. Night Owl 2, <laughs> to be precise. It's played by horror daddy Patrick Wilson. How could you forget? Talk about a sex scene. I know. That sex scene is wild. <laughs> In Watchmen? Woo. Oh, yeah. Uh, Malik Ackerman or whatever. And, Malin uh, Ackerman. Yeah. It's Mikey's favorite. To that. What is it? Uh, it's a... Uh, God, what song is that? It's a version. Hallelujah. Of, yeah. yeah it's the, <laughs> but it's the famous, how, it's the famous yeah. version. I can't think of that singer's name. It's uh, by Leonard Cohen. Leonard Cohen. Okay. Yeah. yeah it's just... And like, and, uh, unlike Madman, Leonard Cohen is not someone to have sex to. I'm just going to throw that off. Yeah. <laughs> Disagree. I mean, there are people who will disagree with you. I'm not one of them, but... <laughs> Yeah. Oh, I meant like specifically in front of Leonard Cohen. He like I like. <laughs> oh no, I'll do that. Well, I've heard that's long. I've heard that's acceptable. Oh yeah, he'll pay you. In fact, yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> that is not canon. I just want to go on this, uh, that a big allegedly after that is Leonard Cohen still alive? <laughs> I don't want his family suing us. <laughs> oh, that's a good point. I have no idea if he's still alive. Actually, I, I couldn't even tell you what he looks like. Like if you put him in front of me, I wouldn't know that was Leonard Cohen. Well, that's because when he's when he's around, you're busy having sex and you're not paying attention to what he looks like. <laughs> he died in 2016. Thank God. So you're gonna have to have Tina. Tina's going to need to show yeah, up. T- Tina that. has to bring him out of the lake. Yeah. If you don't think I'll have sex in front of Lynn Cohen's cor- corpse that <laughs> Tina brought out of the lake, you're dead wrong. <laughs> Pull up the van. Someone find out where Leonard Cohen is buried, and we're going to marry Shelly this. Let's go. No, don't do that to him. I was going to cut this whole section until this happened, so fuck all y'all. <laughs> yeah, get ready, Paige. I'm going to go out there. I'm going to pull an owl man. Owl he man doesn't two. need to see you get out of breath after two minutes. <laughs> you make it sound like he's going to be on top at all. Okay, that's too personal. <laughs> anyway, so Dan's not coming back. Because he's he's been punched <laughs> through. Yeah, he took it from behind. <laughs> oh. I didn't realize Leonard Cohen was in the scene. Interesting. <laughs> anyway, she's like trying to like get all cuddly, and then Jason just like slices through the tent, and then pulls her out in the sleeping bag, and then just swings that sleeping bag against a tree, it's and it's the insane. best. Insane. I loved it. I love. I love the like. Na- I like like how she just immediately goes into the sleeping bag. Like that's gonna help. But I would do that as well. I know damn well yeah, that's what I. 
I would do. Because it's like if they can't, if I can't see them, I'm good. It's fully yes. a panic response, right? Yeah. And honestly, would you rather get stabbed or bludgeoned against a tree? Because I think I might go bludgeoned against a tree. I think she. There's a possibility you could make it. Yeah. Bludgeoned like that. If you like protect your head, that's true. And protect your neck. I definitely would not come out of the sleeping bag for like four days. <laughs> yeah, like... I play dead for sure. Oh yeah, she's the only one that survives this movie. Like, like... Yeah. she's got a couple broken ribs. Don't worry about it. That's like me sleeping with my bedroom door closed, as if like if somebody got in, they couldn't open a bedroom door. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Like... Leonard Cohen, is that you? No. Oh. <laughs> Stop dressing like a Christmas tree. It's January. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> like we've created this whole like legend around Leonard Cohen that I don't think he would appreciate. Or maybe he would. He seems <laughs> maybe good. he would. He, he might love it. I do want to say allegedly on all the Leonard Cohen shit, please don't sue us. It's clearly a joke. I'm sure he was a great yeah. family man. Todd's very serious. I'm not involved. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Christmas tree. He was sneaking around the house. And it was December recently. Like the Grinch? Oh, no. Yes. And then he said garbage Because I was day. like, it's either the garbage <laughs> day. Uh, it's either the Grinch or a guy in a ghillie suit from To Catch a Predator. But usually he doesn't come inside. Unless his wife is there. Let's move on. <laughs> Let's never move on. That, that sounded really dark. Like, never Mikey, move like, on. Mikey's just like really depressed. He's like, we could never move on from that. We cut to the cabin where the teens are teening and not <laughs> noticing that their friend has been missing for 24 hours and therefore they can report it. I think you mean the 36-year-olds are partying. Are teening. <laughs> She's got yeah. real pearls. Yeah. Pearl necklace, babe. I mean, doesn't she tell a story about how she got that pearl necklace, though, Mikey? Her her daddy bought it for her. It's in this scene. That... Her daddy got her a pearl necklace. That's so... Yeah. Sugar, sugar daddy, daddy. She's an escort. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. She's a sex worker getting them pearls. Yes. But they're all just like, hey, our friend should be here by now. Probably drunk drove and got pulled over. Whatever. <laughs> like... The, like, they're like, you know him, daily occurrence. And they're Just, making what looks like the nastiest pizza I've ever seen in my life. Like, I don't it even, looks terrible. It looks like they've, like, put Captain Crunch on it or something. It definitely <laughs> looks still uncooked, yes. but they're eating things off of it. Yeah. Oh. And I'm like, no. They had to no. shut down production for two days because everyone got food poisoning after the scene. I also did you notice like in like it's a I think it's when maybe when she leaves, there's like a couple pairs of women's underwear just yes. hanging on the door. I've never noticed yes. that before until this time, which I haven't seen this one that many times. But I was just like, what is what is that about? <laughs> like it's so strange. They seem too old for that. You know, like well, it that's actually canon because no one is wearing underwear in this film, as we see. True, oh, that's true. True. Uh, that the is... one main one is a body double, but yes, yeah. Anyway, we cut to Nick, who's gone next door, who's hanging out with Tina, because he's just like, I love a girl with daddy issues, especially daddy issues that can move TVs. <laughs> like <laughs> hell so... yeah, I've never dated a girl who could move her own stuff. That would be great. <laughs> 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 okay, but serious question. If your partner could do mind shit, how long would it be before you incorporated that into your like sex play? Oh no, she's gonna mind jerk me off for sure. Yeah, yeah. Immediately. Yeah. This yeah. is yeah. this is back to Watchmen. This is the Dr. Manhattan scenario yeah. where he could be like four people at once. Like, of course. Yeah. yeah. And that's fine, but you can't create a copy of the knife. That's fine. Whatever. <laughs> Telekinesis. He like he is moving parts as if he's four people at once. That's not creating new shit. 
He created four copies of himself. It's Dr. Manhattan, Mikey. Yeah, who is a different character. Yeah. <laughs> I like in Nightmare when Freddy like is like, welcome to primetime, bitch, or whatever, like that yeah. kind of stuff. I like that. I don't think I want Jason to do it. I sort of wanted Tina to do it in this movie. I thought that would be funny. I see what you're saying. Because she has a kill count, too. Well, yeah, every yeah. single person that dies in yeah. this movie is <laughs> yeah, because yeah. of her. There's an argument to be made if she can create her father out of thin air. She created Jason as an, oh my God. As, a, as an instrument of revenge. As like a tulpa? No. How like dark would that ending have been, though, if she if she could do that and like she recreated all them and they're just all like sitting around her at the end? Like, <laughs> just in like, like force ghosts? Yeah. Just like. It's like the end of Hereditary. Uh, yeah, there you go. Yeah. But they're all just mutilated, bowing to her. And she's just like, what? Yeah, the ascot guy with like no face right there. Yeah. <laughs> I like axe face guy. That's It wasn't an axe, though. The thing he hit him with, it was like a paddle, wasn't it? Or like a. It's like a scythe, kind of. Maybe, yeah. Like some sort of farm. I don't know, whatever. Anyway, so this is where Nick finds out about her dad. And he should run in the other direction <laughs> uh, because he's like, oh, she could kill me with her mind, too. Power of boners. Yeah. As we say. It's I, he basically recites the opening to Fresh Prince of Bel-Air as his backstory. So I like in West Philadelphia is where I was born and raised. Like I spent a lot of time on playgrounds he's like, most of my days. I, I grew you know? up in Pittsburgh and I fell in with a bad crowd. And then I went to go live with my uncle. I was like, what? My uncle, who's a judge. Yeah, yeah, same yeah. old story. Same old story. It's how we could afford this three thousand dollar house on a lake. He's not related. So here's. Oh wait, it's not his uncle's place. It's not his uncle's place. It's Man. Dennis's uncle's yeah, place. Yeah, the guy with the sweater. Oh, that's right. That's right. It's young Dennis. That's right. His cousin is the guy that's who he has a picture yeah. of in his wallet because I have pictures of my cousins in my wallet. <laughs> And the girlfriend. And, yeah. and the, and the oh, girlfriend. We know why he had that photo in his pocket. His cousin's dating a hottie and he needed material. You know what I'm saying? Oh. This is also why Nick doesn't care about any of the other characters, doesn't like Melissa, and doesn't really talk to any of them because he's not their friend. These are yeah. just his cousin's friends. And he's just like, fuck those idiots. Holy shit, that makes so much sense because he does have a fuck these idiots vibe the whole movie. Well, and he's never like hanging out with them or anything. Like he's yeah. Never, yeah. yeah. No. Uh, anyway, Melissa like follows them around the forest like a creep. <laughs> you know, like a stalker. And she's yeah. terrible at it. Like, I don't know how they didn't discover her very She's quickly. in mint green and snapping all the twigs. <laughs> yeah. So what you're saying is she was Wild. invisible. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the predator. <laughs> Wild. I mean, but that's what they would have you believe because they never see her. Yeah. Well, they see something and they don't know what it was. Yeah. Well, I think they actually heard a twig break or something. I don't know. Yeah. And then he backed up far enough to where he should have been able to see her. And then he acts like, yeah. It, I, and I don't know if he, if we're supposed to think he did see her and just didn't say, I don't know. I mean, he practically, yeah, I don't understand any character so. motivation in this movie. <laughs> anyway, but we cut to like the next day where they're grilling and people have kind of like partnered off and then they're smoking weed. I want to point out that that grill is aggressively not on at all in this in that shot. <laughs> not on. The meat is all raw and she's like still turning the kebab. Yes. I want to point out that they're making shish kebabs, which is definitely something mid 30s people would do and not yes. like 21 year old teenagers. Teenagers would be like, do I have to cook the hot dogs first? <laughs> what are we ordering pizza? I did have yeah. a roommate in college that made a roast one. Once, and I thought that was really odd, but 
It was tasty. People can cook, <laughs> especially before the internet. I'm sure they did. It's stuff. just when your college is like, like who, I don't know. It's just weird. Like what college kid makes a roast? But I, it was, a keeper, Jonathan, a okay. keeper. <laughs> well, because I was like, how do you make a roast in a hot pot? <laughs> that was the magic of it, Paige. <laughs> just microwaving it. No. You guys want some of my micro roast? <laughs> you are not allowed to have a toaster. <laughs> anyway, Nick brings Tina back over. And they literally make fun of her for being in a mental hospital. And yeah. I think it's because Melissa overheard her. Yeah, she was dropping that eaves when she was falling yeah. on the, them like a creep. Mm-hmm. There is basically a negative stigma for getting mental health treatment until like last year. Yeah. But did that straight jacket joke slap a little bit? But I mean, you know, <laughs> it looked terrible. <laughs> it looked terrible. And that's why she ruins Melissa's pearls yeah. and then leaves. <laughs> Nobody really questions that. Like... No. No, they're like, it's like, oh, damn. What's weird is that girl got a weird look in her eyes. Yes. And then all of a sudden, Melissa's pearls <laughs> like broke. Yeah. Did you well, notice that Nick's new girlfriend is Jean Grey? Like, what? Have you seen Carrie? The thing yeah. about <laughs> most pearl necklaces are definitely associated with intense looks. <laughs> really intense <Okay>. looks. <laughs> or unless you're closing your eyes so it doesn't get in your eyes. Which, I mean, she does in this scene. You I, see it. <laughs> I'm talking about the giver, not the receiver. You're only ever thinking about the giver. <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite book. <laughs> it's my favorite book. <laughs> this is a pretty solid book. This is Mikey from Horror Virgin. I practiced this ad for Factor in my car today. <laughs> Can you show us what you practiced? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mikey from Horror Virgin here. <laughs> Talk about Factor. <laughs> Nailed it. I have used Factor on and off the last couple of years, uh, especially since 2020. My work is very busy. I have a very busy day job. He does. I have a very busy hobby uh-huh. slash second job called podcasting. <laughs> yeah, it's so much work for you. <laughs> Eating healthy is hard. Cooking, I'm single. <laughs> Cooking single is hard. And I've loved Factor. Other people, they ship you ingredients. You have to cook them. It takes a long time. Factor. They ship you fresh, never frozen meals. And it always only takes two minutes, which is like my favorite thing. I never have to think about how long it has to go in the microwave. It's two minutes. That's what my dating profile says. Always two minutes. (laughs) (laughs) It's helped me eat healthier, though. They have a bunch of like dietary options, like low calorie or protein or keto. Is it keto? Keto? Mikey, you said it wrong so many times. I'm not sure if I remember how to say it right. It's keto, right? Keto. No, it's keto. It's keto. But anyway, Factor's amazing. So just head to factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50 and use code horrorvirgin50 to get how much percentage off, Mikey? Were you paying attention? 50. Damn. 50% off. Literally half off. That's code horrorvirgin50 at factormeals.com slash horrorvirgin50. To get 50% off. VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. Anyway, uh, so she runs out and is like, I'm seeing things like I've feel like I saw someone got killed like you're not listening to me but she runs back over to the house and they're like we're gonna take you back to the hospital and she's just like no and levitates a TV at the doctor's head but every yeah. time she levitates big things they're on like fishing wire and oh, they kind of so wobble terrible. <laughs> and it's like slow wobble over yeah. to hit people like you have a million years to dodge anything she throws at you <laughs> <laughs> she's just 
learning, Paige. Yeah, he definitely stands there for too long. <laughs> she, she hasn't even been officially enrolled in Xavier's School of Witchcraft and Wizardry or whatever it is. Like, <laughs> he's trying to teach her and she won't listen. You have to be yelled at for your powers to work. <laughs> anyway, they basically are like, we're leaving tomorrow. And she's like, fuck that. I'm going to leave now because she is kind of like. She doesn't want to go to the hospital. She doesn't trust him. And he's being creepy. I mean, yeah, she even says, she's like, you're not my real doctor. And she like grabs the keys and runs yeah, to the car. Really. <laughs> you're only my secondary or tertiary <laughs> provider. Yeah, but then Dr. Bernie Lomax had a sick burn where he's like, oh, you want to go home? Why don't we ask the opinion of your dead dad that's in the lake out there what he thinks about it? He'll never help you. <laughs> he never gets to go home. I really like that when he does come back at the end, he's like, I got those cigarettes. <laughs> but now they're all wet, so I got to go get more. So. See you in 20 years again. Anyway, we cut to the guy whose uncle owns the cabin and his associated girl whose name I do not remember. Anyway, they start out by, he's like, when did you first fall in love with me? And she's like, when I saw a huge bulge in your pants from your wallet. And I was like, yeah. Oh no! <laughs> well, and that does like the dumb thing about that is you could, he could just have like a Costanza wallet. Doesn't mean he has money. <laughs> he could just, he like, could just be he saving could... every receipt he's gotten for the past three years. I keep all my money in a dildo, <laughs> so like it's I understand how it's confusing for. You people. could have like ten condoms in there. You know, you don't know. Yeah, you never know. Or so many pictures of your cousin <laughs> <laughs> and their girlfriends. Anyway, oh she strips down and goes skinny dipping, and before he can join her, Jason just like slashes through the cent center of his face. Yeah. And then immediately is somehow underwater underneath yeah, the awesome. skinny dipping girl so that we get a shot like directly up her vaginal canal. <laughs> yeah. Like, I do love when he like breaks through the surface. They play a little bit of splashy splashy before he becomes Jaws again and grabs her foot and pulls her down. Well, part of the reason that that is there is because... Because in the rules of Marco Polo. No. <laughs> She was technically not a fish out of water. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. She was supposed to keep her eyes closed, and she didn't. The first-time producer on this movie wanted Jason to basically be in the lake the whole time and function kind of like Jaws. Holy shit. Because she really liked Jaws. Tell me this guy went on to make the... It's a lady. ...smash box office success Lake Placid. No, <laughs> absolutely not. Okay, because no. that's basically what he wanted this movie to be, apparently. that that Yeah, that's a weird up upward shot, though. I've never... That's I think that's the oh, only yeah. movie I've ever seen that shot <laughs> Only movie that was not a sex documentary. Things. Yeah, that's true. That's <laughs> like, true. Yeah. Not yeah, non-porn. Yeah, yeah. That is where babies come from. <laughs> yeah. And I assume she was like wearing like nude underwear or something, but I don't think there was any. No. I had the same thought. I had to watch it three or four times. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <For the> podcast. <laughs> it was terrible. It was so disgusting, Mikey. I couldn't handle it. I Crazy. I had to watch like it in super slow-mo. <laughs> well, because I was watching it initially. I was like, whoa. I was like, that is a uh, shot. And then it gets closer. Like, it pushes it. I was like, holy shit. What the fuck? Like, why? Are we about to see penetration? What's happening? <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. It's like that People versus Larry Flint scene where he's like, oh, no, no, that's too far. And then Larry Flint's like, no, that. That's what I want, that. Yes. The, it is a body double. The the girl who goes into the water did not want to film that nude scene. And so they inserted a body double and cut away. I, I can't blame her. Right. Yeah, I can't blame her either. She's like, yeah, I don't need you to film a gynecological exam. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, they could use that scene in like medical studies and stuff like when they're teaching kids about. This yes. is what good movies are like children <laughs> Jason doesn't believe in that kind of sex education Jonathan we are in the south not in my America <laughs> I'm sick of Jason grooming these kids look you have one choice when it comes to being naked in lakes and that's abstinence <laughs> don't do it if you do either the crocodile from Lake Placid or Jason will get you and first off like going in a lake with even a full set of clothes on is, is, yes. so, is an awful like, idea Let's skinny dip. I was like, oh, no. Girl. Yeah, like all that bacteria. <laughs> Picking moss out of there for weeks. I've never been a I've never been a lake swimmer. Not a fan of never. it. You know where I swim? Pools, baby. Yeah. 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 Anyway, they're both super dead immediately. We cut inside the cabin to the girl who's putting on makeup and who's trying to like, I'll show Dave what. I, and it's like, I didn't even realize this was like, why? She's got a full backstory. She's like the dorky girl. She's like, this is it. This is my tank. Well, guys, that, the, the, the redhead is like really mean to her and says he would, you're not his type or something. Yeah. And yeah, she's yeah. like, well, you know what? I'm going to she's all that myself and give it another shot and i love i love that for her she's trying to like you know put it on yeah she deserves better i mean she deserves someone who will love her at her nerdiness because that's yeah. the best yeah hey nerdy girls if you're out there listening to this but guy's not interested in you fuck that guy i i don't like don't fuck like try to fuck people who are interested in you but hide better when jason's following you yes. yeah yeah don't worry jason kills all of them be yourself. No. <laughs> Be yourself. Fucking love just friends. I mean, I don't know where she's going to go, but it's just funny. She goes like around this thing where there's a huge opening. Well, and, and she's out there and she's like, David. And I was like, did you agree to meet him out here? Because he's fucking that other chick. So like, I don't think yeah, so. Yeah, he's super not into you. Like that is a plot point, ma'am. Also, you're 19. You don't have to like get married. Like maybe you could like, you know, maybe he is into you this lake trip. Or maybe he doesn't know what he's missing. Go find somebody who gets it. Yeah. Fuck him. Yeah. Yeah. Because he seemed like such a catch. Yeah, he's not. He's not. <laughs> she had two choices, him or Eddie. And we think I think we know which she one she was going to make a choose. choice. She could just get a nice book and have a relaxing vacation. Yeah. And that's also fine. Absolutely. I do love a reading of this movie where she's just in one of the bedrooms reading while all her friends are getting murdered outside. <laughs> It's like me in Kansas City, where it's like we got barbecue, and now I'm gonna come back and read my shitty smutty book. Let's do it. Yeah, Paige is right. She was reading porn the entire trip. What's up? <laughs> anyway, so we cut to Nick comes back to the house, and he confronts Melissa, and he's like, "Why were you being so mean to Tina?" And she's just like, "Whatever." And he's like stop I don't like you and she's like would you be jealous if I was like all up on Eddie and he's like I don't care like I don't like you like what he is he is so clear with her he's like I don't know you you're terrible I don't want to be with you ever and she's like I'm just gonna make him jealous and then he's gonna want a piece it's like no that's not how that's gonna work at all yeah yeah and of course Eddie is immediately just like you think I'm cute and she's like Sure. I don't, I guess. <laughs> I mean, the vibe is, I think you'll do. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think he cares. I think he knows what he's there for, you know? Oh, I think he's actually a little hurt. I don't think Eddie knows. I yeah. think Eddie is 
not in touch with the reality of the situation. I think he's aware enough of fiction to know when things are too good to be true. Do you think that's why he just gracefully bows out later? He's like, my time is concluded. Thank you, ma'am. He probably was like, um, there are no e-meters in here, and you feel like you're full of Thetan, so I'm getting out. I just wanted the conversation where he's like, I didn't know I was going to have sex tonight, so these whitey tidies are for comfort. Everybody is wearing briefs in this movie. It's a very brief, heavy movie. Oof. Anyway, uh, we also find out that the doctor has the metal spike in the desk. Yeah, I think that's the confirmation that he took it. Yeah, he took it. Yeah. Anyway, uh, he goes out into the woods and finds Mike, but also finds the other spike that is like still in Mike. Oh, that's so, right. Like, there was another one. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah I'm with it's you. It's like now. covered in blood. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he runs away while he's out. Her mom is like going through his desk and she finds the spike and a tape. She puts a VHS tape in and just plays audio. No, no, no. You can see that there's like a small little TV screen right there. It's like a nine inch black and white. They don't ever show it, but you see it light up. I think you guys are forgetting that the TV was destroyed earlier in that room. Well, but she has like a whole different like machine. It looks like an Apple II. Do you guys know what Apple IIs look like? That TV was going so slow, it might not have even destroyed it. Like it might have just landed (laughs) and been fine. Honestly, back in the 80s, like you might have had to like knock it around a little bit to get it to work. That's true. Those TVs were insanely like built. (laughs) I'm not joking. Like my dad, he grew up in that time period and he would be like, yeah, the first troubleshooting step I do is lift it six inches and drop it. That's my uh, troubleshooting step. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. What do you tell a TV with a broken screen? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing. You already, you already told, told it once. It once. <laughs> <laughs> Reappropriating domestic abuse jokes. <laughs> anyway, so she at this point is like, "You've been gaslighting Tina. You're terrible." And he's like, "Whatever. I'm gonna commit her, and you can't do anything about it." Ha ha ha. Uh, Tina overhears, grabs the car keys. She's out of there. Can that ever happen, Mikey, by the way? Can I just commit someone because they're not doing what I say? Well, I'm just saying you can commit someone without a parent's or without a parent's say. Uh, in the state of Tennessee, and I think nationally, like if you're 16, you can consent to your own mental health treatment without parents' permission. Oh, okay. Under 16, you need parents' consent for permission unless they're in imminent danger of harming themselves or others to the point yeah. where, and, and the parents are refusing to do anything. So then you have to report it to DCS about medical neglect where the parents are refusing treatment. Uh. And then you still can emergency commit the kids. I believe I'm not a kids specialist. Yeah, but you know she wasn't in imminent danger. To, well, she was. She did kill all of her friends. So maybe, maybe she was. Maybe <laughs> she didn't bring Jason back and kill her dad. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I think we're all thinking that Bernie Lomax is the hero of this film, or was trying to be at least. <laughs> no, and that he no. was killed for his trouble. Yeah, I think that's what we're all saying. Yeah, she technically killed her dad, but there's no way anybody could actually like write that down because. Oh, I don't think <laughs> yeah. that that would ever be blamed on her. Like, no, yeah, there's no I, way. No. Perfect crime. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) No, the perfect crime would just be making his heart stop, which she would have the ability to do if she could control it. Like, she is way more scary to me than Jason ever would be. Anyway, anyway. Glasses girl is running around. David's not out there. She ends up in the barn. Jason chases her around. She's the one running in hills, by the way, I was talking about. She's the one running in heels and crawling through the dirt. Uh, but ultimately Jason just breaks through the wood behind her and like decapitates her with a scythe. Yes. We don't see her die though. We just see the, we don't really see anyone die. Really? This is, that's why this is the no blood. I didn't know that, but every kill in this movie 
to me feels like it's like a unsolved mysteries 1990s like dramatic reenactment of uh-huh. a true crime story. Mm-hmm. Like it does not feel like a regular Jason movie to me. Right. Well, and another Michael Myers thing there, he sees her. He clearly sees her and acts like he doesn't. Like I've never seen Jason do that before because he he like he sees her through the wood. Then yeah. he walks out like he didn't see her. Yeah. He's just playing with her because he really enjoys this. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's like Barely. later when she's trying to get away from him and he closes the door. And I'm like, Jason almost never does that. Mm-hmm. Like, he lets people run and he just follows them. So, like, when he's kind of dancing around her later, I was like, what is this? Like, yeah. are you talking about with Tina? Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. It, that's, I, well, and we haven't even mentioned Kane Hodder, I guess, yet. But um, other yeah. than uh, Paige said his book was terrible. But um... it's just a lot of him <laughs> telling stories about himself, which I guess is most biographies. Yeah, so that's it's... true. <laughs> what? It's an autobiography. I love how he's the story of Paige just described an autobiography. <laughs> it's so weird it's just about his life and nobody else's he's such oh, an egotist what man. an like, ego God. on that guy <laughs> i mean I, i've never written stories about myself for other people to read so i can't really no, it can still be bad though yes autobiographies can absolutely be bad um, it seems to overly focus on his involvement yeah it's I just like say. that book what's it called <laughs> i am malala Malala Yousafzai? Yeah. Don't come for Malala on this podcast. Get fucked. <laughs> I'm just saying her book was like a lot about her. Like she needs to focus <laughs> yeah. on other people. Like there are other people having... Like that is the level of what you did. <laughs> you know who wrote like that? Hitler, Mein Kampf. <laughs> Oh my god. Yeah. And and Mikey, The Diary of a Young Girl by Anne Frank has a lot of Anne Frank in it. Like we get it. God, go out, meet some people in your town, do something. What was what was your family thinking? Like tell us more about that. I'm going to go report to hell. Yes. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I feel so bad about those jokes. Holy like shit. 15 years mixed up Helen Keller and Anne Frank like repeatedly over oh and God. over again. Burt Kreischer has a whole bit about doing this at the Anne Frank Museum. Oh, no. Oh, <laughs> fuck. So she couldn't see or hear anything? Oh, no. She was killed by the Nazis. Okay, my bad. I'm thinking of the wrong person. Right. I hope she would have been a believer. Oh, God. It makes that's me laugh crazy. way too hard. And it's one of the You're like, she had big red uh, hair and like makeup? No, that's Ronald McDonald. Oh, sorry. Shit. I was <laughs> thinking a little, little orphan, orphan Annie. Annie. It's my bad. Fuck. That's my bad. Yeah, okay. She has her own restaurant? No, that's Wendy's. You're close. Still a redhead, You're but straight, close. not curly. Yeah. Does she go on stage and like have like uh, toys and she makes fun of them? No, it's Carrot Top. It's oh, Carrot Top. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and what we just played is our new game, Seven Degrees of Carrot Top, where we can get anything back to Carrot back Top to in Carrot seven top. spaces. It'd be my luck. Carrot Top listens to this. He does. He's like, I'm, I'm going after that guy. And he's like big now, right? Like he works out yeah, like he's all jacked. the time. I challenge you, Carrot Top. I'll see you in the square I mean, circle. It's, it's like it's like that scary kind of jacked. Like you're just- yeah, like he wants to compete as Mr. Universe, who was Arnold Schwarzenegger, yeah. who was in the Terminator, also starring. <laughs> if you guys want, so. if Carrot Top is listening, I'll fight him. Carrot Top is not a kangaroo, Mikey. He looks like one. <laughs> oh, them some actual fighting words. <laughs> I'll see you in the ring. Care top. That's where he keeps his props. Is his pouch. <laughs> <laughs> 
I swear to God, if I have to keep in the Anne Frank jokes to get to here, I'm going to be so mad at you guys. I still can't believe that I literally was like, ah, I don't know, and then described what an autobiography was. Paige, that was so funny. Like the funny. second it came out of my mouth, I was like, that's dumb. That's dumb, This bitch. book is so boring. <laughs> Barack Obama only describes what he experienced <laughs> in the presidency. Fuck, have you ever led a long walk to freedom? It's like a lot about Nelson Mandela. <laughs> yeah, Nelson Mandela doesn't even talk about other people's perspective while he was in prison. I, and I've, never, I've never actually met Kane. I've always heard he's like insanely nice. I, I've though. heard he's very nice. Yeah, he loves being Jason. He oh, is yeah. obsessed with being Jason. It is the like shining light of something in his life. And because of that, he talks a lot about how he is like the Jason. Yeah. So that, and that's kind of what I was about to say. Like, I like him. Like, I think he makes a lot of that stuff at the end work because he does have, like, maybe he's a better actor than some of the other Jasons have been. Or at like, least with, a better stuff. It's some man. really silly stuff. It's like, yeah. and it's bad special effects. And he's having to, like, just play mm-hmm. like that shit's happening. And he does a pretty decent job at it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But he's in, like, I just think it's weird that everybody's just like, obviously, Kane Hodder's the best Jason. Like, he's, like, in four of the worst movies in the franchise like yeah that's not his fault but no but i guess he's played jason the most is the thing yeah that's probably a lot of it anyway so she takes off she finds nick in the woods uh after crashing the car because she like takes off in the car and then she sees what looks like her mom's murder and swerves to avoid it and runs into nick and she's just like i've got to go back for my mom and nick's just like i just found you like what the fuck so she takes off on foot meanwhile Jason arrives at the cabin. Everyone is boning. There's van sex going on. There's a couple different bedrooms where the sex. No one made a van is knocking joke. And if any script that felt perfect for it would be this one. Right? It would be this. Yeah. Yes, it would. Why was why was that couple mad at each other? I wasn't paying attention close enough. I could not figure it I out. I honestly think it's in a cut scene. I don't think they ever established why she's mad at him. Because it yeah. almost is like he walks up and he's like, I guess we should have sex because we're the only two left. And she's like, can't argue that logic. Let's go to the van. I thought she did eventually say something, but I guess I just remember that wrong because he goes and sits by her. She does. She's like, I forgive you or something. Yeah, you're like, yeah but you're like, for what? I don't know. Yeah. Right, it's like, are you still mad at me? I guess not. You know, it's just one of those type of things, which never works in my in real life for some reason. No, I'm not mad at you because I know you have always wanted to have sex in a van. And I, I know that I took that <laughs> badly. That dream for you. Every time I said, are we good now? I'm pretty sure that's resulted in a what the fuck do you think? And from several different women, by the way, not just one. Are, are we good now? <laughs> yeah. It's definitely it's not a, a thing to say. De- Send it on text and it's even worse. Are we good now? Question mark. <laughs> Confused emoji. <laughs> and then also eggplant emoji, just in case. Yeah. Are we good now? Do you want a salad? <laughs> oh, so you want to fight? Why don't we just skip the fight and go to makeup sex? Oh, there's a lot of dots. This is going on for a while. Yeah. Better blocker. <laughs> so Jason comes and knocks on the van while they're having sex. And they're like, oh, it must be Michael. He finally got here, even though he's been missing for two days. And they stop having sex to be like, happy birthday. <laughs> you, I don't care if it's your birthday. They really like Michael. <laughs> and I, they I really mean, like yeah. having sex with each other, apparently. I guess. I'm like, you could not stop me during sex for anyone's birthday. Here's the thing, though. They were going for a surprise in a surprise party situation. And like, people chase that high. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> 
The surprise party was the last night. It, it's not this night. He missed it by a day, even if this is Michael. I know, but they were like, we could still open up these Vandors and yell surprise, and he won't even know. They're like, they're like, yes, let's go for it. Stop having sex. Let's do it. Surprise, we're having sex in here. But it's weird they were so convinced it was him. There's like so many other it's people. Weird. Oh, you mean with zero evidence? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. We know that walk. They were actually <laughs> just reading Jason's latest Q drop <laughs> that, <laughs> that Michael would come three days late for his surprise party along with JFK, with JFK Jr. Guys, Jason versus democracy is shaping up really nice. Honestly, I'm not cutting it from the episode. It's a great runner. Anyway, Jason just fully crushes that guy's head and then shoves a noisemaker through that girl's eye. And then he like decorates the forest with all the bodies he accumulated, which is weird. He takes pride in his work. Yeah, he's not a monster. Yeah, he's not one of the millennials that's just going to quiet quit and wants a four-day work week. Yeah, I read that. that Wasn't that death supposed to be, that was another one that's supposed to be super graphic? Like I heard they were supposed yes. to like pop his head like it was a pimple, basically. Like, that's yeah, what yeah, I yeah. thought, and then yeah. it cut away, and I was like, mm. Yeah, I think it's like, uh, I think it was supposed to be kind of like Eli Roth and Piranha 3D. Where his oh, head his gets popped between those two oh, yeah. ships, yeah. Oh, and it's just God. like a blood mist. Yeah, <laughs> gotta love Piranha Three D. Anyway, we cut up to Eddie and Melissa, where she's just like, "Meh, no thanks," and he's like. I can handle rejection. I've been rejected from multiple science fiction <laughs> magazines. Yeah. I was also okay with her rejecting him because that was super disturbing. Like just watching whatever that was supposed the, to the be. The angle that it was like the angle <laughs> yeah. of the camera is just like straight up his asshole. Yeah, it's like a wedgie. Like, it's like wedgie cam. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. you guys clearly didn't pick up on what the cine cinematographer was doing this <laughs> in this scene. It's a mirror of the shot from under the water, except now it's the male <laughs> version of that, right? And it's Eddie. He's subverting the male <laughs> You're gaze. welcome, ladies. <laughs> Future Johnny Bravo guys right there. In the shot no one asked for. <laughs> nope. Uh, we cut to Dave and the redheaded girl whose name I we don't. I don't remember. I, Her name is Robin. I know that for reasons. Okay. <laughs> oh, not those reasons, but. Anyway. So Nick and Tina find Michael's body in the woods. And. Yeah. He's like, no, my cousin. And she's just like, I'm sorry. I care about my mom. <laughs> I got to get out of here. <laughs> Paige, like, that is terrible, but, like, that might as well be the dialogue. Like, it's just so <laughs> terrible dialogue. I actually thought it was. I thought you were doing an exact quote. <laughs> yeah. The thing that blows my mind yeah. is no one ever goes to the phone, tries to see if it works. I mean, and we see a phone on the desk where the doctor is. He calls is. Michael. Yeah. So, like, why does no one call the cops this entire movie? Ooh, the cops stop. They stop going. <laughs> yeah, they don't go to Crystal Lake. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> They're like, you're on your own. <laughs> There's just a cricket wireless next to a liquor store, and they're not going anywhere near our it. insurance actually stopped covering responses to Crystal Lake. Because, I mean, the cops showed up in part six, and that didn't go well, so I don't know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, cut back to the stoned couple having sex. But, again, the movie doesn't know how to depict people who are stoned. But he's like... I'm hungry. I'm going to go get food. And she's just like, okay. That sounds accurate to my learned experience from when I was stoned. 
I'm hungry. I'm I gonna mean, go get food. Yeah. This was a time where like this wasn't legal though. There's nobody would even yeah. sell that kid marijuana. That yeah. kid would fuck <laughs> everything up. That kid had narc written all over <laughs> yes. him. I think that kid <laughs> is selling marijuana Maybe. because like we see his stash That's later true. and it's so much weed for the amount of people well, and the fact that they've already been there for a couple days and smoked a bunch of it. I was like how do you have this much weed on you, bro? Then it's good that Jason killed him because if he hadn't, the guy that he buys all that pot from that he's not selling would probably kill him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He owes him yeah. 10 grand. Go smoke your own product, man. That's not how it works. <laughs> or so I've heard. I, I will, I've never been a drug dealer. <laughs> I want to make that very clear. You sound very convincing. Yeah. You seem to know a lot of the ins and outs yeah. of the business. Uh-huh, I, I, don't, I don't know uh-huh. that you yeah. ever did, but I'm just saying you know a lot about Jonathan, it. Jonathan, I've never ghosted a woman either. <laughs> Guys, this just in. I just got an FBI alert. They're looking for this guy who was in the Capitol riots. Oh, it's it's just a black and white picture of Jason and Nancy Pelosi's desk. <laughs> His feet up for some just reason. taking a shit that's also in the shape of a hockey mask. Well, that guy's dead behind him. <laughs> yeah. Actually, fun fact, that guy's in jail for six years. I know, and it's so funny to me. It is one of the funniest things. The find out phase of the fuck around and find out on January 6th has been a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, oh, like anyway, I'm just going to put people on notice that if we're in bed together and we have both smoked weed and you go to get food bring me back a quesadilla motherfucker like yeah jake jake is very good about that <laughs> that's why he's a keeper page yeah you're married to him yeah duh i'm not gonna just cook a stranger a quesadilla <laughs> when i'm hungry i do love that you will fuck a stranger <laughs> I know, I like, so you won't make them a quesadilla man i don't know them <laughs> Making someone a quesadilla is like that's like a relationship oh, yeah. type thing. Taco Bell makes quesadillas every day. That's no. a, that's a, the implication. If I'm hand making a food exactly. for someone, and that place had a quesadilla maker, that absolutely, and that that makes it so much easier. It's way more sexual because instead of asking what toppings they like, you're asking what innings they like. Yeah, what do you want me to go do? Go back to bed and hold her hand like we're in some sort of like married relationship <laughs> or something? Might be fucking nice. Instead of just leaving her there to be like, I'm hungry too. All the letters you're going to get from the ladies after this. <laughs> Sorry, bitch. <laughs> like, I want that, man. <laughs> I do love that Mikey is saying all of this like the woman would actually still be at his house while he's cooking afterwards. <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to talk about this blanket that I've enjoyed watching him try to put on himself <laughs> this entire time unsuccessfully. This is recording. <laughs> I don't trust you to wrap burritos with the way that you wrap that jacket. It's, blanket? it's my comfort it's recording blanket. blanket. Half the time he's wearing it like a woman wearing a towel, but... <laughs> I can tell he's really excited if he's one shouldering it like it's a toga. Those are my stages of like Mikey. I just sit here and I was like, like that's the toga. He just yeah. he's toga it up. It's like the Mikey. If you guys ever have action figures, his should come with a blanket that you can move around. No one knows about he's fucking like Linus from Peanuts. How sexy of a Fred Flintstone what I look like is basically what I'm going for. All I'm saying is if you if you want a lady to stick around, make her a fucking quesadilla. I would be like, I'm going to go make a quesadilla. And then I'd get in my car, go to my own house, and then make a quesadilla. <laughs> and never <get> that. <laughs> That's fair. That's all right. And she's like, how far away do you live? And Mikey goes, you'll never know. 
I'll just turn her microwave on for like seven minutes and be like, <laughs> you know, put a bunch of silverware in there so the house explodes. You know, I'm not gonna murder her. <laughs> Mikey does what Jason does at the end of this movie and explodes the house every time he leaves. I'll get home, I'll drive home, and then I'll text be like, oh, it's ready. Come, come get it out of the microwave. <laughs> Anyway, he goes to the kitchen uh, to quesadilla for himself, like a selfish asshole. Yeah. And Jason is in the corner, hereditary style. Just like, mm. I know. He loves quesadillas. Jason? <laughs> what would be really, is if the, the machete comes down and just yes. cuts the quesadilla in half? Taco Bell. Think outside the bun. Boom. <laughs> anyway, he gets stabbed in front of the refrigerator. Uh, meanwhile, back in the forest, Nick and Tina double back to go back to the house, but the house is empty, but they get her father's old gun. And this is where they go through the desk and they find out that the doctor knew. That's why he had the metal stabby thing. Yeah. And they find a bunch of clippings about Jason. And she's just like, <gasps> Jason Voorhees, this is clearly the man I brought up from the lake. And he's like, what? And then the whole room shakes <laughs> and he's like, who owns this dossier? Like, what is <laughs> yeah. the point? But also he has no context to know she brought someone up from the lake. So he's like, wait, are are you yeah. dating another man up here? Like we've already killed. No, yeah, like, he is what? on a roller coaster, but he is strapped in and seeing where it goes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Who's taking photos of Jason though is what I always can't figure out. Like <laughs> I know. Yeah. Cause no one ever believes anyone that Jason's there. <laughs> like who's, or and does he kill the photographers, but somehow the camera lives <laughs> every <know>. time. <laughs> He's Peter Parkering himself. <laughs> I need these pictures of Jason. I, I got to sell these pictures to Jameson, or I won't have any money. Well, how do you think he buys his gardening <laughs> equipment? <laughs> J. Jonah James like Voorhees, get Jax in here. Voorhees. <laughs> <laughs> you see these pictures of Hockey Man, but they're blurry. <laughs> I love how they're called Hockey Man in that universe. That's amazing. <laughs> Holy, Holy shit. shit this is my amazing. favorite episode we've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> that Hockey Man looks just like a guy who is on January 6th inside the Capitol <laughs> murdering countless people. Voorhees, I sent you to Washington with a job to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Dude, honestly, Jason versus democracy is shaping up really nice. I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. Think about this. The the Q shaman stabs Jason with a spear. <laughs> Just think about the imagery of that. Or Jason stabs the Q shaman with the flag. Stab yeah. each other. That would have been great. A nice little patriotic moment for everybody. Anyway, back to this movie. So they get the gun. She shakes the room and he's just like, holy shit, she's telekinetic. And you're like, that's what you took from this? Yeah. Like, you didn't go earthquake first. You were just yeah. like, she's doing Yeah, he this. jumps on that real quick. He's like, oh, of course you're telekinetic. I mean, who isn't? Yeah. We cut back to the cabin where Eddie is now opening Michael's birthday presents. But also one of my favorite parts is the cake is still out on the table full of candles that have not been lit. So it's been there since the surprise party the night before, just like in the middle of a, a like trash pile. <laughs> and it's mint green. All of it. It's a cra I was like, that's clearly a fake cake, but I am enjoying this very yeah. much. Uh, he opens one of the presents and it's a personal penis enlarger and it's just a magnifying glass. <laughs> I did That's sort of love funny. that. I thought that was very funny. Like, I, I like, I don't know, gag gifts make me laugh. Yeah. Anyway, so she and Nick, we cut back to them, and he's like, I can't leave you here alone. And she's like, just leave me here alone. And he's like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> but he wants to get everyone together so everyone can leave. Yeah. 
little does he know they're all pretty much dead. Yeah. Except for Eddie, who just opened a boob mug, which is something I've wanted for a long time. Oh. I, I think they're very funny, personally. <laughs> Uh, he gets machete necked like yeah. immediately, just like done. Uh, the stoned girl gets up, hears a noise behind the door. Turns out to be a kitty cat, of course, which scared my cat. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that was Kitty Jason. Did you not see that? He was wearing a little hockey mask, like on the kitty little face. It was so oh. cute. Had there been a cat in that house that whole weekend and nobody knew? <laughs> yes, this is the uncle's vacation cat. <laughs> for itself until the uncle comes back that cat literally like pays rent there he's like a roommate yeah yeah, yeah. he he pays rent because he's the one who's been dealing all the weed that cat oh. is heavy in with the cartel he's a cool cat yeah like keanu anyway so she puts the cat down and immediately like goes to open the door david's head is there jason throws her out the window and she is insta-dead. I love the throw out the window. It's amazing. Just how it transforms from like Robin into a man wearing what Robin was wearing with a black wig on, even though Robin's <laughs> yes. fully a redhead. I, I thought that that was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Well, and here's the thing. You know it's Robin when she first goes through the window, or at least yeah. you know that it's not a stunt man. Yeah. Or it is a stunt lady, I, I would assume. But then by the time it hits the ground, it is very clearly a stuntman. Like, why does Robin have an Adam's apple? That's odd. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, he runs next door. Meanwhile, her mom and the therapist are still in the woods. And her mom is just like, Tina! Tina! And the doctor's like, if you don't shut up, I'm going to get you killed by Jason. Yeah. And lo and behold, Jason shows up and he's like, human shield! And he's like, instantly... Take her instead. <laughs> it, and it very much is kill her, not me. Kill her, not me. Like that's the vibe. Yeah. Guys, you've heard of the phrase women and children. <laughs> Dr. Bernie Lomax is always a gentleman. I mean, yes. we can't replace all the doctors, you know. It's, uh... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It was just so her mom could confront her conflicting guilt feelings about machetes. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, Tina, who has run away from the house and is now in the woods, runs into the doctor and he's like, oh, your mom's back in the house. She's like, bullshit. Why are you covered in blood? <laughs> Mom, no. And he takes off because Jason's right behind them. But Jason chases him with the weed whacker that has a saw blade on it. This shit's hilarious, too. <laughs> he gets saw bladed to death yes, after does. being punched. <laughs> yeah. But Tina's still in the woods. She sees Jason and is just like, oh, fuck. Meanwhile, she turns around and Jason has like decorated the forest around her with bodies. And because we couldn't remember any of the names, Jake and I were like, okay, Tits McGee, Maddie, the guy who severed face mouth moves, yeah. Pussy Face Jones. Just like, we, who are these people? But Jason comes after her and she sticks the trees on him, Evil Dead style. Oh, she calls up the ants, man. It's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He falls in a puddle. She... Pulls a power line down and electrocutes him. He appears to be dead in the puddle, but then just well, sits right back as up. As we know from previous movies, electricity just brings him back. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she runs back to the cabin. He just jumps in through the window. Yeah. <laughs> but like he's great. a hurdler like or like steeplechase. <laughs> like it's like both yeah, legs. Yeah, yeah. Like it's like it's nothing to him. It's so great. Well, and he's basically a skeleton at this point. Like, I don't even know. Yeah. <laughs> like We should have seen like shit falling off of him and stuff. <laughs> I do love that. Like they start with the oh, thank God he's dead. Mr. Rex when he gets electrocuted. Like that's right. when yeah. they start the whole. 
oh, we finally killed him. And it, like, there's like 20 minutes left of the movie. Yeah, because once he gets into the house, she starts throwing stuff at him. She just like, Ottoman Empire. <laughs> just like nails him with the Ottoman. Is this where she throws the flower pot with the decapitated head in it? Which <laughs> yes. I yes. had yes. never noticed until this time when I watched it. <laughs> oh, it's uh, so I good. just have in my notes, head butted. And it doesn't even fall out <laughs> of the pot. It stays in the pot. He was a pothead. <laughs> It was his head. Ah, Mikey, it is his head. Ah, see? <laughs> you guys. Oh, that's fucking hilarious. It's elevated <laughs> film because yes. Tina is levitating El- it. Yeah, this, is, this is elevated horror. This is just yeah. like the Babadook. This is the only uh, time that term is allowed. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I do hate that term. Oh, God. She runs out and tries to collapse the porch on him, but he comes back. I mean, she does collapse the porch and she does assume it killed him, but again, of course it didn't. It didn't. Yeah. And Jason's like, "Yo, what's up?" And she's like, "He got my mom, but I killed him." No, you didn't. He's up. They end up back in the house with Melissa. And oh, Melissa- wait, wait. I, I have to go back because in the scene where she like is hugging not David, I don't know the guy, the ma- Nick. Nick, thank you. It's the, Nick. Yeah. Like they're like hugging and she's like she killed my mom, but I killed him. You see Melissa also in the shot and and she like on her face looks like well, he's never going to fuck me now. You killed the murderer. <laughs> She's like, touche. <laughs> Her whole next thing is basically like, oh, this girl's sad, so you're going to fuck the sad girl because you care about, like, as if she's doing all this for attention. I know, which right? Is so oh, come crazy. on. Tina brought Jason back for attention. <laughs> she's like i really want nick to notice me maybe if i release a murderer from crystal lake yep it'll make him well, what did she think was gonna happen when she released her dad from crystal lake that's a different kind of kink yeah that is <laughs> anyway uh melissa's just like you bitch and jason just immediately axes her to the head like and it's very satisfying yeah because she like starts like telling them off for no reason i think that she is yeah. under the assumption that everyone else is just hiding maybe Fake. Like, it? Yeah, yeah, I don't know. She's like, I'm going back to bed. Want to come? Yeah. There's a guy's head in a flower pot <laughs> on the floor. I know. Next I know. So you guys are full of shit. She's like, yeah. oh, this is so dumb. What, you guys go to Party City? I'm going to go back and write my autobiography. <laughs> me, me, me. <laughs> so she gets axed in the head. Oh, yeah. Uh, he throws Nick against the wall. Nick is now unconscious. So, or no, I'm sorry. They they run upstairs. They smash him with a light fixture that kind of crashes him down through the stairs. They run back downstairs, and he just like Kool-Aid mans through a wall. <laughs> Out from under yeah. the stairs, just like Harry Potter. Yeah. Yeah, he killed Harry <laughs> yeah. Potter before he came out. <laughs> so he throws Nick. So Nick is out of commission. So now Tina has to actually be the hero of the movie. I'm sorry. Can I explain something that's like in my head right now? It's uh-huh. like when he gets his Hogwarts letter and he just like busts through the the door <laughs> under the stairs. Oh my god! And he's like, "Oh yeah!" <laughs> but that like combines like three things in my mind to make that joke, and I couldn't not think it. I'm so sorry. Well, Todd, that that reminds me of my favorite part of Jason Takes Manhattan is when Jason is standing in a window holding his machete, and it zooms out and it keeps <laughs> zooming out, and he's in the World Trade Center. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> and then somebody on the, on the chalkboard is like September 11th. 2001 Pierce Brosnan did it like this. wow okay uh, I didn't think we were gonna get a remember me call that's back right though based movie, on but... the based on the timeline Jason takes Manhattan yes. is post 9-11 <laughs> well I mean fun fact he was on one of the planes because they didn't limit blade size at the time uh, 
Why do you think that one went down in like rural Pennsylvania? It's <laughs> the first time they ever let Jason speak. He was like, let's roll. <laughs> <laughs> or like Jason in a diehard. Like think about how fun Violent Night was. Now make it Jason. <laughs> Jason versus Santa oh Claus. <laughs> a machete versus a like Norse hammer. Uh, let's go, Paige. Naughty! <laughs> Elon Musk could have made all of those movies instead of buying Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> he could have made them each for what James Cameron is paying for all of the avatars. <laughs> and it oh, still God. would not have been close to what he paid for Twitter. Think about Jason versus Santa. With a six hundred million dollar. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! Anyway, back to this movie. Uh, back in from a twenty-minute <laughs> diversion I'm in which sorry. we laughed about "Remember Me." <laughs> she like force squeezes his mask around his head till it pops off, and we see his creepy zombie face. And then tries to strangle him with electrical cord and drops him into the basement. He looks like the toxic Avenger. Or that one zombie in Return of the Living Dead, the like Ooh, the one that was in the canister. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why she dropped him. I guess she couldn't concentrate enough to keep him up there. I don't know, because like that fall clearly, it wasn't even that far of a fall. <laughs> like, well, sometimes yeah. if you over concentrate, you also yeah. can't keep him up, you know? I, I've never experienced this. She now. was getting a migraine. <laughs> yeah, she was getting just oh. <clears throat> Now oh, stare harder. That's terrible. I get migraines. I feel very bad for her. That's terrible. I shouldn't make fun of that. that uh, yeah, no, it's I gave myself a headache singing Celine Dion at karaoke a couple weeks ago, and I do not envy her because that was brutal also. <laughs> anyway, he wakes up and she is like throwing nails at him throwing anything she can find in the garage or the basement, douses him in gasoline and then just fucking lights it from the boiler. Yeah. And comes upstairs. Nick wakes up, meets her down in the basement. They're like, we got to fucking go. They run. And then there's a long shot of Jason on fire looking like, okay, hear me out. Have you ever (laughs) seen someone who's like about, (laughs) I'm sorry, (laughs) about to start breakdancing? (laughs) (laughs) Paige, this is such an accurate but wild example but you're right (laughs) even as i was saying it i was like this is really dumb but it is exactly like the moves people make before they do the cool shit yeah Yeah. that'd be great if you read kane otter's autobiography it's like what i I took my inspiration from was (laughs) was break into electric boogaloo I was really mad that they cut out the scene where Jason broke dance with fire. (laughs) He would not come back unless they let him at least film the scene with fire. (laughs) He did do all his own stunts. So that's like a thing. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But so did I think a lot of them did. Yeah, a a lot of them did because they had no money. Yeah, well, like Ted White was a stunt man. He he used the final chapter. I don't know. Well, and also like they don't talk. So... Yeah, just hire a big, bulky stuntman. You're fine. Yeah, and I think Kane yeah. does bring a little more to the table, maybe, but it's just, I don't know. 
Oh, I think he turns in an Oscar-worthy performance here. Yeah, I think we're all saying it. Yeah. I mean, this um, performance is like on the level as Tony Collette and Hereditary. Like, yeah, exactly. Not, exactly. Yeah. If it was like 1919, he would have been like Charlie Chaplin. <laughs> but that's only because when the mask rips off his face, he would have had a mustache that later went very out of fashion. <laughs> yeah, viral for the worst reasons. Anyway, so they run out of the house and then it it, it like full explodes like a mushroom cloud like there was a nuke <laughs> yeah. inside that house what we didn't know is that <laughs> uncle was like toying around with a fusion reactor heating and cooling system yeah. her uncle was jack parsons yeah. <laughs> that's where the manhattan project was first tested they were <laughs> yeah. just craters where the house was because they're in they're in jersey right so i think they are in jersey canonically for the films although there is a camp crystal lake in california uh, like drivable from where i'm at but i know like that diner and stuff like the first movie was shot there i guess so i guess that's why that's why people have just decided but they never actually say where they are so yeah it's true it's just crystal lake but yeah. anyway uh he's like are you okay and she's like everything's gone because <laughs> cratered her whole house <laughs> and he's like it's okay but then jason is somehow right next to them and he did not notice and he somehow teleported out of the explosion like if anything you would smell that i mean yes <laughs> i mean i mean it's like just dripping with algae and shit like you would you would absolutely any any he's he's half burnt i mean there'd be a lot of stuff to smell he's also they've run out to the dock and he's on the the lake side so he somehow walked past them and turned around. And I like how running towards water makes the most sense. Like, let's do that. Where, oh, well, now <laughs> yeah, we can't yeah, go yeah. anywhere. Shit. Oh, well. Anyway, he throws Nick out of the way. and He goes after Tina and she, like, thinks really hard. And who should pop out from under the docks to take down Jason but her zombie father? <laughs> who strangles Jason and drags him back down. But the firefighters show up. They find the hockey mask. They take them away on a stretcher in a shared ambulance. Oh, yeah. It's really romantic because the ambulance is shaped like a hearse. And then they both went to prison because nobody believed in any of this story. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and there's like 20 dead bodies. It's kind of like the notebook. Where they're just in hospital beds <laughs> at the end. That's like what I was thinking the whole time. Like uh, most ambulances, if you like, th that's American healthcare, right? Like if you want to split the price, you can go like on a double ambulance. Yeah, I oh, always nice. use ambulance pool when I have to go to the hospital. <laughs> <laughs> and and that's, that's the movie. That's the movie. So I seen the movie. Having talked about the movie, what did you guys think about Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven? Second best movie of the 80s. <laughs> <laughs> and to clarify, what was the first best movie of the 80s? Part five. <laughs> yep. Okay. I honestly enjoyed it. I thought it was fun. I probably will never watch it again unless you guys make me, but like, it's not a bad movie. I mean, it's a bad movie, but because it's a bad <laughs> movie, say, it's so it's watchable. watchable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah. like, yeah. I bet it's more fun to watch it a second time and not really pay attention to it, but like, you know, like work on something like yeah. just have it on in the background. Yeah, that's kind of how I watch six most of the time. Yeah, I think it's watchable. I, I it's my least favorite, I think, of the Paramount ones. Um, part five is in that conversation, too. Sorry, Mikey. But uh, of the first, <laughs> but I, but part Not five is just so more bad shit than this. I think I still enjoy yeah. that more. <laughs> like part five is like mm, if yeah. you could capture cocaine on film, that's my kind of movie. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I just this was kind of dull. Not that I've loved a lot of the other characters from the other films, but like these people are 
despicable. I don't even really like Tina that much. Uh, <laughs> do you think if they kept the extended kills, the very gory kills, that it would elevate it into one of your favorites? No, I don't. The kills don't really. That doesn't really factor into what I like. I've never been like a kills okay. guy as far as horror goes, but uh, but I do. But I still do enjoy these movies. So that's that's a box I probably need to unwrap with a with a therapist one of these days. Maybe uh, Bernie can help <laughs> me figure that shit out and make me an X Man. It's okay though. Like it's not it's it's not the worst in the series by any means. I just think it's my least favorite of the 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 Paramount ones, but uh it's okay. It's it's definitely it's fun yeah. to talk about for sure. It definitely so. is, yeah. After we talk about these, I feel like I love them. I come in like, I hated this. But then I'm like, no, it's pretty good. <laughs> this is a franchise for friends, right? Like, if you get together with a few people and throw this on and have a couple of beers and, like, put a burger on, and, like, that's a really good way to put it. It's like a friend franchise that you want to share with people. I don't think this is the one I'm choosing, though. Yeah, they're weirder ones. They're, they're like, worse ones. Oh, <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. I would 100% watch, like, the full Friday the 13th marathon that would take five years mikey <laughs> <laughs> but Paige, do you have any fun facts for us i do well here it is with your five facts machete Jason, fun, fun facts. facts so during filming kate hodder's dressing room was actually a quarter of a mile down a dirt road from <laughs> wow. the set they fucking hated him the budget was terrible, uh, but one night filming ended at 2 a.m. and he just walked back to his dressing room in costume. And as he was walking, he encountered a man in the woods who was like, oh, are you with the movie? And he thought it was such a stupid question because he was dressed as Jason <laughs> that he just like lunged at the guy <laughs> and the guy took <laughs> off running. And then the next day, the director's like, hey, it's the weirdest thing. The sheriff was supposed to stop by last night, but he never showed up. And so they oh, think my that's God. who he's scared. All right. Now Kane's my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So Carrie Noonan, who actually played Paula in part mm -hmm. six, read for the role of Tina because this movie was casting under the name Birthday Bash. And she almost got the role, but unfortunately had to tell them that she had been the lead in the last movie, so they could not cast her. Because apparently no one involved in this movie kept track. Was she the one in the part six? Was she the one that we don't we don't see her get killed, but the but the room is just like all blood? Yes, <laughs> okay. I think so. Yeah, or it's it's like four people's yeah. worth of blood. If it wasn't weird enough that that happened once, Marta Kober, who played Sandra in Friday the thirteenth part two was also offered a role in this movie and then realized what movie it was and had to tell them she had already been in part two and died, so she had to be replaced. That's awesome. Have Tina bring all these people back to life. <laughs> how many? You know how many <laughs> dead people are in that lake? Like 400 people. <laughs> That's true. No, I, I can't believe, I will say real quick, I can't believe, Mikey, I have never once thought of how weird it was that he would still be in the lake. Like, that has never even crossed my mind. <laughs> but that is fucking insane. Like, nobody pulled him out of the lake. They just took nobody their did. word yeah. for it. No, he totally drowned. They never reported it. He just <laughs> disappeared he went out for cigarettes and never came back uh -huh. so they also tried to cast a woman named paula irvine to play tina uh because she was 19 years old at the time they thought it fit unfortunately she had to turn it down because she had already been cast in phantasm 2 oh nice oh my god oh Can't wait. i cannot wait for us to do that so the reason john carl buchler i think is how you say his last name i don't know uh, the reason he cast Kane Hodder, because this is Kane Hodder's first, was because he saw him eat live worms on the set of the movie Prison mm -hmm. in 1987. 
So he pushed for Paramount Pictures to let him cast Kane Hodder, but Paramount really wanted to cast C.J. Graham again. And so he had to fight the studio and wins. And that's how Kane Hodder becomes Jason. Nice. Now, this movie is the most edited Friday the 13th. Uh, he was he had to submit the film nine different times, what? nine different cuts to the MPAA, which fuck the MPAA for yeah. sure. Um, but they wanted to give it an X rating and it took nine submissions for them to bring it down to R. Jesus. But that is partially why this movie is colloquially named sometimes Friday the 13th, the no blood instead of the new blood. And even yeah. with all the blood, this wouldn't have been anywhere near what like a Saw sequel is. And it's just crazy yeah, now. Right? Like, right. like I would totally show my yeah. daughter this movie. Oh, they're like, you could straight up see into that woman's vagina. That's fine. Yeah, that's fine. But no <laughs> blood. <laughs> yeah. The last one had like four people worth of blood on that one girl. Crazy. But anyway, uh, so the mask in this film was cast from the same mold as the mask in part three and then slightly modified. However, the edges of the mask were trimmed down to make it smaller to allow more of Kane Hodder's face to be seen around it, especially because they knew they were going to take the mask off. Interesting. As we kind of mentioned earlier, Lar Park Lincoln and Kevin Spurtis did not get along while making this movie, despite playing love interests. In fact, he disliked her so much that, according to him in an interview, he wrote his own script for part eight, <laughs> where this was only a dream and that his character had killed <laughs> Tina. That does not get used. Tina does not continue in any films. No. Holy shit, that's amazing. No, but when you see the final girl in Friday the 13th Part 8, you're going to wish Tina still was it. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. The, the next one is wild. Now, in a newer commentary track, they actually have commented, and they've publicly talked about this, that while they didn't get along on set, they ended up going to a ton of conventions together for this movie, and they then became extremely good friends, and they now, like, go out to dinner, hang out together. He's, like, kind of, like, he sang for her daughter when she took the crown for Miss Texas. Like, her daughter was Miss Texas? <laughs> yes, her daughter wow. was Miss Texas at one point. And now they kind of think it's funny that they didn't get along because they are very, very close friends. Uh, which is interesting. Awesome. So originally, the intention was for Tina to become kind of the new Tommy Jarvis and for her to have her own three movies. But after this film, they were like, no, thank you. <laughs> and that idea was shelved. Well, Paramount didn't really want to make the movies anymore. I don't, I I'm surprised part eight even got made. Yeah. Well, and, and it's such a bonker yeah. script for part eight. So like... Uh, this is the last one to use footage from previous films, and it's all in that opening sequence. Yeah. Uh, they don't really do this again after that. So Susan Sullivan, who plays Melissa, everyone loved her, and she apparently off screen was like kind and humble and sweet to everybody. And when they made the Crystal Lake Memories documentary, they looked her up and found a woman with the same name who had passed away. So they didn't invite her to do the documentary oh, and no. told everyone in the documentary that she was dead. So everyone in the documentary was like, she was so sweet. It's so sad that she's dead. But in 2009, turns out like when they were like looking for her in 2009, found the wrong woman. It has since come out. She is still alive and well in Southern California. Well, that's good. Yeah. So she uh, at the she just came right out of that lake. Yeah, just raised out of it like that Evil Dead Rise trailer. Um, <laughs> when she auditioned for this movie, she didn't know it was a horror movie until she basically like got to set. 
second was just like, oh. Like, what scene did they give her, though? Like, I'm trying to figure out. Like, I don't know. I think it must have been the one at the party where she's like, oh, trying to well, make that's true. Yeah, they're like just. That. Yeah. yeah, and it was called Birthday Bash, right? That's what they were calling right. it. Yeah, they didn't mm-hmm. do the David Bowie song title this time. Right. So this film was originally intended to be the first Freddy versus Jason, as we talked about. But yeah. Paramount at the time had the rights to Friday the Thirteenth, and New Line had the rights to Nightmare on Elm Street, and they could not agree. So the script was rewritten to basically be a Carrie prototype because they also could not get the rights to Carrie. The original writer, uh, a man named Daryl Haney, was fired after his agent contacted the executive producer of the film and demanded more money because he kept having to rewrite the script. However, Haney didn't know his agent did this. The agent went behind his back. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so after the agent, like, he needs more money, the film just fired him and hired a second unknown writer who is credited as Manuel Fidelio, but, like, no one knows like that. It's like That's his only name. credit, basically. <laughs> I think it's a fake name. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, Alan Smithy, I think. Yeah. Um, but so he got fired because his agent was wiling on the side. That sucks. So part six came out in August of 86. And Paramount then spent months of 1987 negotiating with New Line. And once that failed, they had to rewrite the screenplay by June of 87. But... They threw that draft out sometime in the fall. Then they had to rewrite. Uh, so they didn't start pre-production until December of 87. Holy crap. They had to prep, cast, shoot, edit, and score the film in five months to get to release. And they do do it. Yeah. And honestly, it seems like they did it in five months. <laughs> yeah, it does. Yeah. It's like picturing like Sissy Spacek in this movie. Not that they, yeah. they probably wouldn't have gotten her, but God, that would be awesome. No, she, I mean, she was considerably older at the time too. Yeah. It was, yeah. Um, not counting the opening narration, Jason isn't mentioned by name until 58 minutes into this movie. <laughs> Tina just says his name, right? I think yeah, she, she's the only yeah. one. I think it's after she sees the dossier, so it yeah. sort of makes sense. But yeah, she's the only one that says it. Yeah. Yeah, nobody has any clue who he is. And they, yeah. I guess yep. they're not alive long enough once they see him. Nope. Uh, so 1988, when this movie actually hits theaters, is the first year in which all three of the top horror franchises, Halloween, Friday, mm-hmm. and Nightmare, all released new films the same year. Nice. So Friday the 13th, Seven, New Blood, Nightmare on Elm Street, The Dream Master, which is the one we just did. Yeah. That's the last nightmare we did. Highest grossing slasher film of the 80s, I think. Yeah, and honestly, that one's pretty fun. That's a fun one. I like four. Um, it's it's grown on me a lot. Three is way more singable. Yes. Yes. Halloween four, Return of Michael Myers, which is the one after three where they bring Michael back because everyone was mad about three, even though hindsight's twenty twenty three is great. Yeah. And the first Child's Play film was released yep. that year. Wow. As okay. was uh, Hellraiser two, so Hellbound, Hellraiser two, and Phantasm two, all of which would actually do pretty well that year and become franchises. Nice. So eighty eight was a good year for horror. It sounds like eighty eight was a well. It's a good year for slashers. I would okay. Say. okay. And okay. it was probably it was the last good year for slashers until Scream came out like eight years yeah, later. Yeah, to be honest, yeah. So in this movie, they have Pepsi product placement, but this is the only movie in the series to do so. Every other 
Friday the 13th movie has had Coca-Cola placement. Oh, wow. Uh, except for Jason X. Jason X is the only one that doesn't because space in the future. This yeah. does feel like a Pepsi version of Friday the 13th. <laughs> so, like, I get it. Yeah. Yeah. Elizabeth Catan was voted number three on the list of the top 12 boobs of the Friday the 13th franchise. Oh, okay. Wow. In 2015. Is that Robin? Uh, I believe it is Robin, yeah. It's a very prestigious award. Only 12 other people got, but 24 <laughs> boobs. <laughs> Wait, do they award it to the individual boob? <laughs> no. no <they laughs> okay. okay. We got to talk about Barbara Sachs. So Barbara Sachs produced this film. Okay. Uh, this was the first film she ever produced. And according to the screenwriter, she kept giving him notes, and she had some very non-Friday the 13th ideas about how this movie should go. First and foremost, she was a huge fan of Jaws. Uh, so her proposed story was that there was a corporate guy building condos at Crystal Lake, which honestly does not sound terrible. No, I actually sort of like that. Like they're like revitalizing that Crystal Lake area. Yeah, yes. that would be cool. That'd yep. be a good modern one. That'd be a good modern one. Everyone in the community is like, you can't because of all the deaths. And they were like, we don't care. We just want money. They didn't move the bodies, which we learned in this <laughs> they, movie. They didn't. They're in, in the lake. <laughs> they didn't clear the lake. Friday the 13th, gentrification. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Welcome to Cry Lake. Yeah. <laughs> at, at the end of the movie, she wanted <laughs> Tina to be in a helicopter fighting Jason. Like she wanted it to be like some huge action set piece. She went on record as saying that she wanted this to be the most prestigious Friday the 13th film yet. And she intended for it to win Academy Awards. And she tried to get Federico Fellini to direct it. She did not. <laughs> None of that happened. Oh my God. I want that movie so bad. That'd be so wild. Um, now she kind of clashed with the director who basically says that he had his own ideas for the film and she kept stepping on them. He wanted to show Jason unmasked for more of the movie. Okay. And she mm -hmm. vetoed that idea, but he ended up filming it anyway, so they had to use it. Okay. Also, he wanted the final sequence with Tina's father coming out of the water to be more elaborate and feature full prosthetics and a life-size dummy. So I do think that maybe he looked more seaworthy or whatever. Uh, <laughs> however, she completely overruled that and they didn't get the budget for it, so... He says that it's an inferior version of the idea. Uh, but in his version, it is the dead body. Seaworthy is an apt description for sort of how Kane Hodder looks as Jason in this movie. Because it looks like he stole gold from like the dead man's chest or whatever in... Uh... David Jones. Yeah, 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 yeah. I just keep thinking about Fellini's Friday the 13th. I really want that one. <laughs> right? From the director of Eight and a Half. <laughs> and, and there's just like all these so clowns. Crazy. Nobody knows why they're there. They're just, oh, Fellini jokes. They're I'm sad. sure everyone's going to enjoy this. Hey, they enjoyed our It's a Me, Werner Herzog jokes a couple weeks ago. So, you know. This film actually set a record for the longest uninterrupted on-screen controlled burn in a Hollywood film. And in order to do that, Kane Hodder was actually on fire for 40 seconds. So, like, wow. credit where credit is due, it's oh, he's like an amazing he did stunt it. man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, Kane Hodder has said multiple times in a few different places that he had a lot of trouble with the sleeping bag kill, which is a fan favorite. Like, people love it. Yeah. In one interview, he said that it weighed almost 95 pounds. Oh, and to get damn. it to like, yeah, to pick it up and swing, because it had like a full dummy in it. Sure, yeah. And the dummy was heavy. And so to it actually pick it up and swing it to where it looks like it could kill her, like he couldn't do it. 
Um, but by the final take, he was so exhausted and mad that it wasn't looking the way he wanted that after he hit the pole, he kicked the bag as he dropped it. And this is the shot that appears in the final film. Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. So, uh, those are your fun facts. There's a million more fun facts. Yeah, there obviously. are tons. There, there's tons. Uh, go find them on your own. Uh, but those are your fun facts. Well, think of those fun facts, Paige. Let's talk a little bit about box office. What do you think the production budget was for Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood? And again, 1988. Like $17? <laughs> 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 I'm going to say... Seven hundred thousand. Okay. I'd say oh, like no. two point five million. Okay. I'm gonna say four million. Okay. So the budget in 1988 was two point eight million dollars. Yeah. If you adjust for inflation, that's just over seven million dollars today. That seems appropriate. I want to point out that Invisible Man. Oh yeah, it was, was seven, seven million dollars fucking amazing. To wow. And that movie is so good compared to this. Okay, anyway. So this movie premiered on May 13th, 1988. It was number one at the box office, probably because it got all that calendar buzz. But it beat Colors, which was in its fifth week. Beetlejuice was number three. That was in its seventh week. Shakedown was number four. And Salsa was number five. What do you think Friday the 13th Part 7, The New Blood, made in its opening weekend? Like 8 million. Okay. I'm going to say like two, three. Okay. Jonathan was closer. It's $8.2 million. Oh, nice. It was only in the theaters for four weeks. But do you want to guess what it made total at the box office? It wasn't a lot. It was like maybe 17 or something total. I mean, on a two million, two point nine million dollar investment, it's not bad. Well, but. I know, but it wasn't like it wasn't like the other ones were making like yeah, you know yeah, thirty yeah. and forty million before part six, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, Jonathan, you're super close. It was nineteen point one million dollars, which if you adjust for inflation, that's roughly forty seven million dollars today. But it did make money, just not a ton of money. But I mean yeah. enough for them to make five more, right? Right. Well, I mean, Paramount only makes one more. Then the oh, new okay. line picks picks it up, and they do okay. their thing with it. And that's how we get Freddy versus Jason. Eventually, they already yeah. had Freddy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. But that is your box office. So, Mikey, do you want to hit him with that scary scale? Yeah, scary scale. <laughs> Listeners, is a scale of one to ten of how scary we found the film today. Our one example is Ghostbusters, and our ten example is Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Page. Oh, this is a one. Yeah, it's a one for me as well. Jonathan. I mean, yeah, I don't even remember like 12-year-old me being scared by it. So, yeah, it's definitely a one. <laughs> yeah, I'm also giving it a one. And that's our scary <laughs> yeah. scale. So, we already talked about what movie we're doing next Monday, right? Because that's we talked about that on Monday's episode. This is a special drop. So, like... I don't know. Next, Yeah, well, me. Jonathan, we're doing The Thing <laughs> next Monday. So... Uh, oh. Yeah, we're revisiting The Thing. But So, that'll be in your feed on uh, Monday. But uh, yeah, Jonathan, thank you so much for guesting, or so I should say, hosting with us good to see on you. our continued saga of the Friday the 13th franchise. Can you tell people where they can get more of you and what you do? I'm on, t well, I work for a company that everyone loves and is very nice to us about called CinemaSins. And uh, <laughs> yeah, we've got, uh, we've got a YouTube channel. Uh, we got CinemaSins, TV Sins, yeah. and Commercial Sins. We, basically, Monday through Friday, we've got a video from one of them dropping. It's pretty so. much like content every day. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, we even were doing Saturdays. We were doing like some retrospective ones on Saturdays yeah. for the like, leading through to Christmas. So yeah, we've got a bunch of stuff over there. Uh, I am on Twitter at Sam Loomis13. Uh, you can also find me on Letterboxd. I think it's just my name, but my Letterboxd handle is also on my Twitter account, my Twitter, whatever you call that. Yeah. 
uh, Twitter description. And we kind of changed up the format, but I do occasionally appear on a podcast called Behind the Sins. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple other podcasts uh, that I'm not directly involved with on our network, but uh, one is called Recotopia, which is really fun. That's from the founders of CinemaSins, Chris Atkinson and Jeremy Scott. Yeah. And then we also have a Star Trek podcast with Ian Whittington and oh. Danae Hughes that is called Captain's Pod. So uh, a lot of fun stuff going on. Enjoy. Check it out. Awesome. Dude, I'm horrible at promoting shit, by the way. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> keep that in. So, guys, if you like this show but want to hear this power thruple on another movie review show about romance and romantic comedies, check out Romancing the Pod, where Mikey, Paige, and I break down and make fun of romantic movies. It's a lot of fun, guys. Check it out. If you want to follow us on social, please do. We are at Horror Virgin or online at HorrorVirgin.com. If you want to follow us all individually, you can do that as well. Paige is at Paige Wesley on Twitter or Rampage Wesley everywhere else, including TikTok. TikTok. Mikey is at M Randolph 24 and I am at Todd J awesome. If you like the show so much and you want to help financially support it, please do by going to patreon.com slash horror virgin where you can get a lot of great levels and a lot of great stuff like bonus episodes, director's cut episodes where they're a little bit longer and you get them actually a day earlier mm-hmm. than the mm-hmm. regular feed drop. We do a lot of great things like listener requests and stuff like that. So guys check out yeah. the Patreon and help support the show. If you want to financially support me, but not Todd, just look me up on Venmo. If you can't financially support the show, that's understandable, that's fine, but if you want to hang out with us on the daily, join the Facebook group uh, at facebook.com slash group slash virgin. We also link it like once a week, so just find it there and join the awesome Facebook group. Literally, we're in there talking every day. It's awesome. And guys, we got a P.O. box, so if you want to send us some love letters or whatever you might send to a P.O. box, it's actually not a P.O. box. It's like a regular street address. It's pretty awesome. It's 6688 Nolensville Road, number 108-34, Brentwood, Tennessee, 37027. So send us some stuff. Yeah. And if you want to check out our Twitch stream, we're at twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, where we will be playing horror video games. So if you have always wondered what it would be like to watch me get scared, you can now do that on Twitch while I play these horror games. It's twitch.tv slash Todd Awesome, guys. Check it out. It's a lot of fun for you. Not a lot of fun for me. And if you haven't noticed, since October 1st, we have been running the new Horror Virgin blog. And when I say we, I really mean Katie from the Facebook group. She's been running everything. She's like the managing editor of the Horror Virgin blog. So if you haven't been to our Horror Virgin blog, go check it out. It's at horrorvirgin.com slash blog. You'll see it. It's awesome. There's a lot of great articles. I mean, at the end of October, we have 31 awesome articles up and they will continue after October, not on a daily schedule though. That's just too much for Katie to handle, but check out our awesome Horror Virgin blog up now. That's going to be it for us, you guys. I'm Paige. I'm Mikey. And I'm your Horror Virgin Todd. I'm Jonathan. Keep it ookie spooky. (laughs) (laughs) Have a great weekend. Oh yeah, that's (laughs) right. Because it's starting the weekend. Bye. Oh, yeah. It's Friday the 13th. How did I forget that? Yeah. 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 <laughs> Hope you're not a Templar in the 1300 nerds. <laughs> 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 <laughs>